Summit Spartans football on WKOM is brought to you in part by Parts Motor Sales, Jones and Lane Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Tin Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Beck Dental Care, Ned Rich and CSH Inc., Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Mart, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. You are listening live to the Summit Spartans broadcast for the second season on 101.7 FM and FrontPorchRadioTN.com. I'm Mike Epley alongside color commentator Matt Rogers. We are just as excited to deliver it as you are to receive it. The weather, gorgeous, 75 degrees, no wind, a perfect day. Defending 5A state champions and currently the 3-0 Summit Spartans in their 11th season have moved up to 6A football and will host their first home game in five in a row throughout September and October. The foe for this week will be the 2-1 Blackman Blaze out of Murfreesboro. Both teams have defeated Brentwood this season. The backstory on Blackman. The school has over 2,000 students located in western Rutherford County. Their best season was 2013. They lost a semifinal game to Maryville. Recently, 9-3 in 2017. 10-2 in 2018. But the water came crashing down on the program last year. 4-7 and seven, and changes happened. Head coach Chandler Tigard brought in from North Jackson, Alabama. He was the defensive coordinator at Chattanooga's Notre Dame 15-16. and 16. Was offensive coordinator at Ravenwood 2017 before moving to Alabama as a coordinator in Madison Academy in 2018 prior to taking the head coaching position at North Jackson. Tigard said his squads ran 46 trick plays over the last three years. Plus, and I'm going to quote him, we onside kick almost every single game. He replaced Kit Hartsfield, who resigned after three seasons and went to be the head coach at Mount Pleasant. Some great athletes you might know from Blackman. Octavius Mathers, 2010. Jawan Jennings, quarterback, Tennessee receiver. Master Teague, starting running back for Ohio State currently. Non-football related, Crystal Dangerfield, the best point guard in the country, played at UConn, now in the WNBA, and David Price, pitcher, and he was the number one draft pick in 2007 Major League Draft. We'll bring in Matt Rogers, two teams in different direction. Last year he got a champion and a 4-7 and seven team, but all can change in one game. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think you can get two more uh, two more teams on opposite sides of the spectrum right now. Blackman, obviously, with the history, the tradition, they've produced unbelievable football players. They have a great program. They've been established, but they've been down the last few years. And I'm excited to see what Tigard has up his sleeve tonight because this is a dynamic coach. It's a coach that is fearless. He said he's going to onside kick at least once a game. He's got trick plays up his sleeve, and I like him because he's cocky. A lot of people, you know, he rubs people the wrong way, but stuff like that fires me up because he's going to bring it tonight, and for Blackman, 
This is an opportunity to establish what they have always been. And that's why Tigard is here. Blackman has a history of being a prominent football school. And that's why Tigard is here to bring it back. For Summit tonight, uh, this, in my opinion, is going to establish them as a 6A football team. This is going to be, for Summit, the first real 6A football team that they have seen. So I'm excited to see what happens tonight. For Blackman, it's kind of like the Dallas Cowboys against Tampa Bay last night. Dallas is trying to reinstate that prominence, and they had to take out the champ. That's where Blackman is sitting tonight. And again, for Summit, first big 6A team that they have seen, and we're going to see some tricks. We're going to see some surprises but all in all we're going to see a very physical football game and i'm excited for it the key losses remember uh for summit caleb jolly jacaylen cotton zach switzer offensively jesse brimbeyer trey hunter gavin wells canada works and jolly on defense as well so as we break down the offense for the defense we got about six minutes before kick destin wade 29 yards, one TD against Henry County. 32 yards passing, no TDs. But he runs the football, and his team runs the football well. Henry County, 26 carries for 403 yards. Wade had 265 of it, four touchdowns. Hollis, respectively, had 43 yards on six carries. Brentwood game. Team, 43 carries, 298 yards. Wade, 142 of it, three touchdowns. And that's where we say against the Blackman Blaze now, what are we going to see Summit versus Blackman offense against Blackman's defense? So here's what's going to be the very interesting thing tonight. Again, like I said a couple uh, seconds ago, this is going to be the first real 6A test for the Summit Spartans. What Blackman's going to do defensively, and we talked to Coleman about this, he expects them to stack the box. The box is what is between from offensive tackle to offensive tackle. And when you say stack the box, that means Blackman is going to put as many defensive players in that box for one reason, to stop Destin Wade's feet. They're going to try to stop the run, and that means on the outside they're going to run some man coverage, which in my opinion would think, okay, we're finally going to get to see Destin Wade pass the ball and see how good he is. But when you go to Coleman, he wants to run the ball amply 90% of the time. So I, I expect to see a lot of motion to try to get those outside corners of Blackman tired. But when you when you, Coleman, he's going to continue to run the ball. So it's going to be interesting to see because defensively, uh, you have C.J. Steele at linebacker and Cole Reed at linebacker for the Blaze. Those kids are good, and they're going to be looking at Wade to stop him, and I'm anxious to see how good the passing game is going to be. He's got great receivers in Brady Jenkins, and which is a kid I'm super excited about this year. But we got to see tonight. Can Destin Wade throw the ball? Can Summit pass and have an aerial attack? Because I think that's going to be the key because Blackman's going to come to stop the run. Defensively against Henry County, Summit's defense gave up 190 total yards, two passing passing touchdowns. Uh, One on the first drive as Henry County led 6-0 before 43 unanswered points by Summit. There's a forfeit Spring Hill, and then Brentwood comes back. The defense gives up 270 total yards, one passing TD, one rushing TD, but created three fumble recoveries and three interceptions, so six turnovers Brentwood gave up. So now we're going to spin it towards Blackman. 
Coach Tygard said in his press conference, we are going to try to run 85 snaps per game. And that's where we send it over to Matt against the Blackman offense, against the Summit defense. Yeah, uh, Kurt Taylor, defensive coordinator for the Spartans, definitely has his work cut out for him tonight. Because like we said, if Tygard wants to run 85 plays tonight, which he very well could, I would probably presume that about 70% of those plays are going to be in the air. Blackman wants to bring the aerial attack, and they have the quarterback that can do it. You got Jack Reisner at quarterback. He's the junior. He's just under six foot five, and you are going to hear the name Justin Brown a lot tonight. That's their junior receiver. He's a possession receiver. I don't think the kid has dropped the ball since he was a baby, about three years old. He does not drop the ball. So you're going to see a lot of Reisner to Brown, which is going to put a lot of pressure on the outskirts of Noah Feltz and John Dippold. We saw John Dippold for the Spartans at running back last year, transferred now to cornerback. He's going to have his work cut out for him because Blackman and Reisner, they're going to want to throw the football, which lastly, I would like to see the Spartans bring a lot more pressure than we've seen in the past. They're going to run that 3-4 defense, and they don't blitz too much. So you you have a lot of guys that can bring the heat. Like, I'd like to see... Keaton Wade get a couple more sacks tonight. We saw Brentwood that had a pretty successful passing game last week relatively against the Spartans. A lot of that was short passes and then those big receivers got the yak yards. But again, Blackman wants to throw it downfield. We haven't seen a team able to do that, especially with what I call Superman, the man of steel, Brady Jenkins at safety. He sniffed out three interceptions last week. Big opportunity for Brady tonight to really shine against this big 6A football team. The team captains are in midfield. The team captains for Summit, Cooper Cook, Destin Wade, Keaton Wade, and Brady Pierce stand at the 50-yard line waiting for the coin to be flipped. Injury report, Tanner Shake tied in, out. Sprained knee, he will be week to week, so we'll have a new starter in at tight end, and we'll give you that in just a second. Could come down to the punter, Brady Pierce, or it could come down to the kicker, Ryan Crane. We'll see. Summit's navy blue and orange, and Blackman will be blue and orange. But tonight, the jerseys for Summit will be Blackman actually defers, and Summit would I would say they would receive the football. I will get you that call shortly as the official gives it to me. But I will say Summit will be in the navy blue top, white pants and white helmet. Let's flip it for Blackman. Blackman will be in the white jerseys, orange pants, and orange helmet. So these teams, and it looks like, yes, Summit will get the ball first. So Summit into this game defeated Henry County, Spring Hill, and Brentwood Blackman. Beat Brentwood, beat Gallatin, and lost to Riverdale. So, uh, as we give about 30 seconds before the kickoff, these teams to go at it. Summit right now ranked, I uh, believe, fourth in the state. Blackman has got the highest votes to come into the top 10, and that's the 11th in the state. So, a big matchup in Middle Tennessee tonight. Absolutely, man. I mean, such a huge game for both teams tonight. The crowd is absolutely packed. The student section for Summit, it's a USA night. Everyone's dressed in red, white, and blue. I haven't felt this much energy in Spartan Stadium since, I would say, two years ago when uh, when they had that semifinal, and then they won to go to their first state championship. It's going to be an exciting night. Matt, what are the keys to the game tonight? 
keys to the game tonight for Summit is going to be able to establish some kind of pass game. I worry about that because Coleman's going to want to run the football. Blackman's going to stack the box. Key to uh, key to victory for Blackman is going to be able to do what they do: throw the ball against uh, a very proven Summit defense. And there we go, as you hear Summit onto the field, and Blackman comes second. So as we're going to wait the kickoff uh, for Blackman, uh, we will give you the starters, the offense for your Summit Spartan senior quarterback. We've mentioned him up and down sideways. Destin Wade wears number one, six foot five, two hundred fifteen pounds. Dominic Hollis was started running back five ten, one seventy five. And you might see some Austin Gruders back there. As we work our way from left to right on the line, Matt Mullen, 6'4", 270, is the left tackle, three-year starter. Jack Bauer will come in at left guard, 6'2", 200. Tyler Garber will be the center, three-year starter, 6'2", 220 pounds. Cooper Cook uh, will be the right guard, 6'4", 250. And Mason Richardson will be the right tackle, six foot four, two sixty. As we mentioned, Tanner Shakeout, Sam Salone in at tight end. As for the X receiver, Austin Harvey, the junior. The Z receiver will be Brady Pierce. And then Brandon King will run wing back formation. As we have now set to receive John Dippold and Brandon King back for the Summit Spartans. And we are about to get underway. Matt, nice scoreboard as the new scoreboard was put up. It says 2020 5A state champions. How great is that? I mean, that's what every high school strives for, to put that bad boy on your stadium. And they did a fantastic job, man. They got some of the best boosters in Williamson County here at Summit. And I think they knocked it out of the park. Such a good feeling for this school to look up and see the words state champions overhang your stadium. And as we await, uh, people still filing in. The tailgating was big here. Everything's big here. They're ready to go. Uh, this will be uh, how you get to Summit to uh, Blackman. Well, it's one way. Well, not just one way, but I'll say the fastest way is 840. Because this team is right off 840. As number 85 will set it down. Noah Jones is what we got in the lineup for this. And... They're going to onside kick it the first time, and it goes out of bounds. So there's your onside kick right on the start. Tyguard right out the gate says, yeah, why keep people in suspense? I'm going to come out the gate and throw an onside kick. He must have a lot of confidence in his defense to give Destin Wade the football to start the game at the 44-yard line. Man, I mean, if that's any indication on how this game's going to be tonight, buckle your safety belt. A good field position for Destin Wade as he brings the team out. And it will be actually Austin Austin Gruders will be the tailback for the Spartans. And I'm not sure what we're waiting on here. Coach Coleman's talking to the official. Maybe he wants a better spot. And he's going to get the better spot up to the 49. So five more yards tacked on. As If you're just tuning in, we appreciate it at 101.7. Also, you can tune in to Front Porch Radio. 
TN.com. Find the link, 101.7. Mike Epler, Matt Rogers on the call. It's Summon and Blackman, and here we go. The first play on offense. Wade's going to run to the right side. Wade bounces off two, ricochets off three, and down to the 42-yard line. So a big run for Wade, nine yards to start. Yeah, just like we thought. Blackman stacks that box, and he just runs a simple quarterback draw off to the right, and it even looks like Summit ran a bunch formation right there. Again, one of the best offensive lines in Williamson County right here, and they proved it right there with the eight-yard gain right out the gate. Yeah, they're going to give him eight, second and two on the 43 of Blackman, 30 seconds into this game, and Wade stands in a pistol formation. It looks like Gruders is going to stand right behind him. The wing back will be King. And here we go as they hand to Gruders. Gruders kind of toe touches and dances a little bit. And that's the pursuit of Blackman. Pushes him back. May have got back to the line of scrimmage. Now it's third down and two. Yeah, they're just running that basic read zone like they like to do. That time Wade gave it to the running back. But a lot of times coaches will just see what they do there. So they he might be trying to see if they're spying Destin Wade or not, which they are. And Summit comes up to the line quickly. Third down and two, one minute in. And who else? Destin Wade rolls off to the left. He's not touched at the 30, 20, 15, 10. He runs over a player and he's in the end zone. Number one, give him six. Well, so that's what I mean. That's unbelievable right there. They're bunching the middle on both sides of the ball. He's got a tight end in there, the, uh, the sophomore, uh, Sam Sloan. But what happens is that opens up the perimeter. So you have man coverage on the outside. Nobody there for Wade. They need to establish the outside perimeter, and the offensive line did that. Wide open daylight for Destin Wade. Six to the house. And here comes Ryan Crane on for the Spartans. So it took a little bit over one minute and 20 seconds, about half the field, and Wade converts. And it's good. We'll take a commercial break. Your Summit Spartan 7, Blackman Blaze 0. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in 7-0. A quick start for Summit. As Summit goes 51 yards. Boom, just like that. And that's the way Matt... 7-0, 10-39, 7-0, 10-39, first quarter. That's a great start for the Spartans. Fantastic start, and i got to give credit to that left tackle, Matt Mullen, on that one. He sealed the perimeter, and I think that's what Coleman's going to want to do tonight. He wants Destin Wade to have one-on-one with their corners because he's going to win that battle 100 times out of 100. They can't tackle him, and I expect to see a lot more of that. That was fantastically drawn up. Pleasant back also with, I believe, as we're looking – It'd be Ben Marshall running it out, uh, tackled, upended by Noah Phelps. He'll be down at the 34-yard line, and that's where the blaze will start as we get the starting lineup for the defense. 
and make sure some of these players come out because I know that they're going to be switching up. John Salone's in the middle. Maddox Reed, the leading sack artist on the right side. I believe Ryan Smith on the left. In the middle, Finley Jamison, one of the leading tacklers. Jacob Turner in the middle. Keaton Wade on the outside. Brady Hendricks also outside linebacker. Noah Phelps, John Dippold's corners. The safeties, Brady Pearson, a bird. So we have a quarterback here. It will be Reisner will hand off up the middle and bounces his way will be Pleasant to the 41-yard line, so seven-yard run to start for the Blaze. So, yeah, this is uh, it's, it's interesting to see what Kurt Taylor did here. I like it. He's going to run the 3-4 defense, but the four, the two outside linebackers, he's backing them up as almost covering those slot receivers, so they're anticipating pass, and they probably won't bring a lot of pressure. And they're going to hand it back to Pleasant, and he's going nowhere. Nowhere. Keaton Wade tattoos him, and on the bottom is John Salone, lost a two. Yeah, you got to think that's what Keaton Wade does best. He has just under 20 solo tackles on the year, and that was all Keaton. I'm surprised if they're going to run the ball that they're going to run to number seven side. I think that's a bad idea for Blackman. Remember, they're going to have a lot of speed. Riser's going to throw into the outside, and we got a hold, but it's missed. And I don't know if he got it. It's going to be close. Number 14, Ben Marshall, the tight end, and. It's right on the line. Yeah, definite missed call right there by the referees. Brady Hendricks was getting held the whole time. He sniffed it out. Hendricks did a phenomenal job. He was right there to make that quick bubble screen play, and he was held the whole time. Referees missed that one. Good for uh, for the Blaze. They got the first down. They did. The marshal needed four yards, and they're going to say no. The official timeout right now, and I'm not sure. It may be a jersey issue on James Hayes, and now trips to the right as a first down pass play, a little screen. Reisner's a big kid. 9-21, first quarter. He's going to hand. Plays it up the middle. Bounces off the tackle. Brady Pierce, and into the secondary goes. And he's got to be down by Keaton Wade, not before a 12-yard run from Pleasant. Yeah, Jalen Pleasant, that's the senior running back right there. They're going to do a running back by committee. I did not anticipate the Blaze running this much, but that was a gain of 12. Good job for them. And here they go. Fakes out Keaton Wade into the secondary and an ankle tackle, saving tackle by Aiden Bird. And that's a gain of to the 38-yard line, so six yards for Pleasant. Yeah, this is catching everybody off guard with Pleasant being so short shifty and tough to tackle he made Wade miss right there and that was a good game 7-0 summit leads on the 39 yard line second down and five and now they're going to slow it down and look for the play call to come in Reisner got three on the right one down to the left and he's going to throw one and it completes Completes a big hit. Turner's on the backside of it, but not before the tight end gets it. Marshall. Yeah, Big Ben Marshall, the tight end. He's the junior, and he's about six foot five. That's a really big target right there for Reisner. And just a nice tight end pop pass about five yards up the field, turn around, and a quick hit. And you're going to see that's what Reisner wants to do tonight. Very accurate and quick passes. To the 33-yard line, Reisner. Nope, they're going to have a another quarterback in. It throws it out to Pleasant, and that's... Peyton Thomas, the left-hander, comes in and swings one out to the back. Yeah, you know, I mean, the classic tie guard, right? I mean, he's he's surprising everyone. Like, oh, I might use different quarterback, might use different running back. He doesn't want you to be able to plan for anything. And so far, their first drive, 
is working. We, we didn't expect any of this, and I can guarantee you that Kurt Taylor, the defensive coordinator for Summit, didn't expect this either. No, I mean, we have another quarterback in. I mean, it's number 13, Peyton Thomas, the junior is in in the pistol formation late substitution Sam Salone comes in on defense at middle linebacker we'll see if we got an injury report Turner goes out 752 first quarter will hand to Pleasant off the right side he's going to be short whoa big lick and that's Maddox Reed to lead the way it's going to be third down for Blackman yeah Maddox Reed's a stud on defense man we talked about him last week he's the defensive end he bulked up big time this year and uh, he had a couple sacks last week. I'm expecting a big game out of him tonight as well. That was a great play. Third and two on the 26. Going to throw it. No, pulls it down. Runs it. And I don't know if he got it. It's Reisner's going to run it. And he's tackled by Mullen on defense. I'm surprised that he ran it there. And he, he had, did. He had his favorite receiver, Justin Brown. Man coverage right there. Again, we talked about John Dippold running back last year. They moved him to DB. He's playing man coverage against their best receiver, and I expect to see more of a, of a pass to that guy tonight. 7.04 left. The clock's ticking in the first quarter. Pleasant, the same play off the right side. And he's, whoa, he's met at the line by Brady Pierce. Hello. No game. Superman, the man of steel, Brady Hendricks. It's kind of like, you know what? I'm tired of this right now. I'm going to let people know that I am here to stay. That was a big pop by Hendricks, or by Brady Pierce. Mm. That, was, that was freaking nice. Got nowhere on that play. 6.40, first quarter. They're going to be on the 22 of Summit. They're going to hand There's it off trick. and looking to throw it. And, oh, throws it behind him. So, basically, Reisner hands off to the backup quarterback, Thomas. He tries to throw it to the tight end, steal, and it's incomplete. And we got a flag on the play. i got to give props to the uh, safety right there. Aiden Bird, the junior, got a lot of reps last year as a sophomore. He had their best receiver, Justin Brown, covered beautifully it looked like they were going to run the fly sweep and that running back pulls back to hit his favorite receiver but bird had him covered all day and he made the stop on that one nice job Aiden. so matt while we have time here 626 first quarter summit leads seven to zero waiting on the call it's going to be against blackman with the shakeup we're seeing how does how do we adjust on the fly through the coaches for summit because they're not even really throwing the football i think taylor's doing a fantastic job man i mean it, it's tough to not get rattled with this type of crowd with this type of team coming in they caught him off guard a little bit but now you're starting to see blackman slow down they're making the penalties they're making mistakes and now the fact that it's third and about 16 really shows the poise and discipline for this defense loss of down on the 31 it's third and 19 a loss of down illegal man down the field is what the call was so it's on the 31 Needs 19 yards. Keaton Wade trying to track him. And Jacob Turner gets a sack at the 37, and he goes down. Yeah, you got to be – if you're that quarterback and you see big number seven right behind you, he turned on the Jets. But sure enough, right there, bam, Jacob Turner was there to meet him, and Brady Hendricks right behind him. Huge stop. Brady Pierce. For the part. Yeah, yeah. No, was that Brady Pierce or Brady oh, I don't know. I don't know. You said Brady. Oh, it was it. I think it was number three. I think it was okay. Hendricks. Hey, one of the Bradys, right? <laughs> the Brady bunch on defense. Great stop, and God, look, it looks like he's going to go Matt, for it. Matt, he is. It's fourth in a country mile. 
on the 35-yard line, and they're going to throw an end-around pass play, and it goes out of bounds. And Keaton Wade absolutely tattooed the guy throwing the football, and he is hurt bad at the 45-yard line. You're going to need somebody out there pretty quick because they tried the oop-de-oop play, and Keaton Wade punished him. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it was a clean hit, yep. and that's who Keaton Wade is. That's going to make your huddle highlight reel. Not that he needs it. He's already committed c- c- to Kentucky. But I'm telling you right now, they tried the double reverse pass. and <laughs> On the wheel route. Holy smokes. He freaking lit him up. And I hope he's okay. Man, he made him pay for that one. Injury uh, report, or we'll give you the report. Injured player at the 45-yard line, 526 first quarter. Summit, 7 Blackman zero as Blackman rolled the dice fourth and 23 on Summit's 35 and didn't get it. We'll stay here actually as Dowdy, the receiver, comes up on his own power and he's trying to pump up the Blackman crowd by getting them going. Unfortunately, Blackman has to say, here you go, Summit. So Summit gets the ball, turnover on downs. I mean, that was just a huge, huge stop on so many levels for Summit. That is a big notch under the belt, in my opinion, for Kurt Taylor, the new defensive coordinator taking over for Melton last year. To, to be so caught off guard in a game of this side and, and to just say, you know what? We gave up a couple first downs. We're going to tighten it up. He can, That shows he can make adjustments on the fly. That was big. 526 first quarter. Seven summit, zero Blackman. And Wade's going to throw it. Wade's pressured. Wade eludes the pressure. Wade down the left side. Wade to the 50, to the 45, and down to the 41-yard line. So a big run for Destin Wade as he chews off 24 yards. Yeah, they're trying to run that pass play there. I mean, that just shows what a great quarterback Destin Wade is all the way around. He wants to pass. We want to see him pass. Blackman wants to see him pass. But he didn't have the receivers there. So he eluded three tackles. They were kind of in his face. And he does what he does best, man. Run for another 20-plus yards. And now they just crossed the 50, and holy smokes, if you're Blackman right now, this is, uh, <laughs> you're kind of shaking in your boots. A little your, your, your thought process is going, it's moving really quickly. And Matt, you can explain this. You want this game to slow down, not to get real fast on you. Yeah, absolutely, which is why I would expect to see Blackman, regardless of what happens here, maybe stop no huddling a little bit, slow this game down, and. I mean, but if that's their milieu, can you do that? That's what they want to do. Yeah. I mean, it's a good point, but at the same time, and, and I'm not just saying this, we've never seen a player like Destin Wade, so you got to adjust to him. And something's going on, and we can't get the players in and out. There's a couple of substitutions, but they got the playoff. Summit did, and Gruders is still t- uh, dancing a little bit. He will squeeze his way to the 38-yard line for four yards. Yeah, he pulls the uh, big guards and tackles right there. I saw big Mason Richardson, the right tackle, pull there to the left side. Anytime you can get Richardson moving towards a defender, it's usually not going to end too well for the other team. And that right there, he Coleman likes that we're getting positive yards and it's not Destin Wade because that's going to help out a lot down the road. Doubles on each side. It's second down and six on the 38 of Blackman. Summit coming for him again. Pierce will get the sweep. Pierce cuts back inside, and he gets a yard, a hard-earned yard, to the 37, and it'll be third and five. Yeah, fly sweep going nowhere on that one. And again, if you're watching the quarterback, Wade, if he if he didn't give the handoff, he might have had six right there. And, and you can guarantee that the Summit coaches are watching 
what uh, what Blackman does to the to the players that don't get the ball because that's going to tell what they're going to do in the next plays to come. So, I mean, you could tell right now Coleman wants to run the football. <laughs> well, it's third and six. Brady Pierce gets a half yard. Now he has doubles on the right side going towards the scoreboard if you're familiar with the stadium. The new scoreboard. Wade will throw. He's got Pierce open up the middle and he dropped it. But we got a flag in the background, but it hit Pierce between one and three. Yeah, that's, that's that was the best pass Wade's thrown all year. Yeah, I was just gonna say that stinks for Destin Wade because that's his best pass. I mean, literally hit him in the numbers. But note to all the receivers out there: doesn't matter how good you are when you take your eye off yep. the ball, you're gonna drop it. And that's exactly what Brady Pierce did. He was looking at the end zone, not the football, and the result was an incomplete. May not have mattered. We got holding on the offense. And, yes, actually, they're going to pull it back. So, it would have been fourth and five. The holding penalty will go back. So, this could be a danger zone. Yes, you're walking back 15, but. See, this is this is, are, this is interesting. And to be honest, I don't have the answer if I was a defensive coach. Because typically, I would say, decline the penalty, make it fourth down. But you don't want Destin to only have six yards because you know Coleman's going to go for it. So, they back them up 15. It's interesting. They're giving him the down over because, I mean, I don't know what the right call is there because of the weight factor. Well, it's 26 yards, and they'd run an option out to Hollis. Hollis will go across midfield, so it seemed like they didn't even try to throw it. 23 yards, and Hollis comes up from the 46, and he will get five yards on the play. Yeah, to be honest, Epley, I don't like the play call there. I'd like to see uh, Wade... Spread it out like they did before. See if you can get an open receiver if they run man. And if you can't, let Destin use his legs again. Like, I don't know why you're going to run the option with and, and put it in another player's hands that can't do what Destin Wade or maybe this receiving core can do. I, I wish we had a redo on that one, but nonetheless, here we are. Brady Pierce will kick back to receive Ben Marshall, the junior. And Pierce, whoa, that's he's been kicking well, and this one's going to go end over end. And luckily, it bounces forward five yards but now Blackman gets the ball at the 33. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Summit leads 7-0. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Welcome back in, 101.7 FM, Front Porch Radio, TN.com. Click the link, 101.7. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers, 2-11 left in the first quarter. Summit leads Blackman 7-0, and we got a whistle to start the drive for Blackman and at the 33-yard line. Yeah, I'm surprised to see how many mistakes Blackman, uh, Blackman is making this early. That's going to go on them. It's probably a false start. And you can see they want to go back to the aerial attack. I apologize. It doesn't look like it was a penalty. We were just waiting for the referee. Yep. But you got trips right. And uh, you can see right now that they're going to they're gonna start airing it out with Reisner. We'll see. Reisner's in 
shotgun formation. No, they, yep, they're going to fake it, throw it at the legs. No good. Remember, Dowdy got hurt by Wade on the last drive, and he seemed a little gun shy coming across the middle. Yeah, he did seem a little gun shy. You could tell that uh, that Reisner was expecting him to be about a yard and a half further. You know that Dowdy's got speed. But uh, like you said, he pulled back a little bit. Maybe a second thought there after that last hit he took. Seven zeros to score. Second down and 10 on the 33. Blackman going to run motion. And the pop pass like a Tim Tebow looking, but it's the backup quarterback. Thomas will complete it to the tight end, Marshall. So the cool thing that Blaze the, the Blaze did right there is you got the running back Pleasant going out on that bubble screen look. It was successful for him last drive. They faked that bubble screen and drew that whole Spartan defense that way, and that uh, opened it up for the tight end right over the middle. Great play. Here they go. Thomas is going to wheel it back and throw it to the same player. And out of bounds on a first and ten play, and that's close to the sticks again. I love this game tonight because we have great players, but we also have great coaches. I love what Kurt Taylor's doing on defense, and you also see that Tigard, he's an offensive mind, and it's going to be a chess match tonight. I love what I'm seeing right now. On the 44 of Summit, in the backfield, Keaton Wade, and he wraps up number one Pleasant from Midas Toulos. Yeah, that's a, they did the quarterback switch again right there. That was Peyton Thomas in at quarterback, not Reisner, and both guys can do both. They can they can uh, hand off the run or pass. You know, R Tigard's not afraid to let Peyton Thomas throw the ball, and that's going to throw Kurt Taylor in this defense off a little bit tonight. 121, first quarter, 7-0. Summit leads Blackman. And here we go. Reisner back in. No pressure on him. He's got all day. He flings it, and it's complete. Complete down to number 12, Justin Brown, as the pile gets pushed towards the first down marker. He's two yards short on the 35 of Summit. I'm actually surprised that's the first catch we've seen Brown. It's the first time that the quarterback has looked for him tonight. But again, like we said at the beginning, Justin Brown ain't going to drop the ball. You put anything in a five-foot radius next to him, he's coming down with the ball. And he was in traffic right there, which shows he's a really good receiver. And that's going to bring up third and short. And I would suspect a run here, but who knows what Tigard's going to do? Yeah, he's got the big he's got the big bodies in. It looks like they'll put him in a phone booth. And we got a timeout. Blackman with 37 seconds left, and we'll stay here. Seven to zero is the score. So third down and two, a big a big play call for Blackman. You, I would think, run it. Uh, you would think that they would go for it. To what we saw. I mean, on the last drive, it was fourth and 23 on the 35, and he went for it. Yeah, and again, just to go back to the head coach of the Blackman Blaze, Tigard, you can tell which coaches really love the game. Obviously, we all want to win as coaches, and, you know, we're like, all right, we're going to run here and, and do this here. But you can tell that Tigard just loves to put wacky stuff out there just to see if it'll work, and he's got the guts to do it. So I would expect a run here, but don't be surprised if they do something like the fake run and then jump up pop pass to the tight end or something crazy like that. High school football has come a long way. <laughs> yes, it has. When you see something like this. And, yeah. Now we have power. The shotgun formation, all quarterbacks out, and they got it, and Turner hits number 11, Henderson, wow. and I don't know if he got it. Extracurricular activity going on as all players, and did he get it or not? Did 
Jamison and Turner, and I don't think he got it. I got to give props. He to didn't the get it. Two-year starter linebacker number thirty-four, Jacob Turner, sniffed that out and just met head-on with the bigger back and stopped that play. Well done, Turner. That was awesome. Seven seconds. Will they hike it for the end of the quarter? It's fourth and one on the thirty-four for Blackman. Three seconds. Two seconds. One second, and they do. It's a pass, and it's going to be close. It's the end of the quarter. We'll stay here, and they're going to say, when we get the signal, we'll send you to commercial. This is the last play. Wow. And I want to stay here. (laughs) So close. For the pass. Bring out the sticks and measure it. And they got it. So Blackman first down, 7-0 the score. We're at end of one. We'll be back after these messages. One-stop shopping. That's why so many people shop Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of Columbia. As the number one volume CDJR dealer in Tennessee, we offer the largest selection of new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler vehicles. And when you have the largest selection of new, you have the largest selection of used, too. Combine that with state-of-the-art fast, accurate service, and you've got Tennessee's number one volume dealer. Shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net. Middle Tennessee's Ram Truck and Jeep Ed quarters you can count on us based on combined retail and fleet sales is awarded by chrysler in the state of tennessee in 2019 at murray regional medical center we know being at home is always your first choice our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care progress monitoring and reporting to your doctors Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aides, or disease management, Murray Regional's TriStar Friday Night Live is brought to you in part by the U.S. Army. In the boots of a U.S. Army soldier, you'll move forward in your career and make a real difference in the world. Find the right fit with more than 150 occupational specialties. Learn more at usarmy.com. And the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, reminding you, booze it and lose it. The bad decision to drive drunk will land you in jail. And by Wilson Bank and Trust. Visit wilsonbankandtrust.com for more details. Wilson Bank and Trust, proud supporter of high school sports. Bottom of the hour, it's 7.30 in... Middle Tennessee and toward West Tennessee up east. It's 8.30 and their games are well into the third quarter and late into the third period of action. With all of that in mind, J.P. Plant needs some airtime. Let's let him have it. With the latest scores you care about, here is a Wilson Beck and Trust scoreboard update. All right, thank you very much. Let's get into it. In uh, some Middle Tennessee scores that are happening right now. We'll start with our Main Street Prep games. Uh, Harpeth up on Sycamore. That is a 6 to nothing uh, game. East Robertson, no score there with Cheatham County, nor Pearl Cone Creekwood. CPA up early on NBA. That's a first quarter score. It is Pope Prep and Independence now tied at 7. Pope Prep was up early in that one. Independence has tied that one. We're also tied DCA and White House Heritage 
in the first quarter. Also in the first, Columbia Academy at Franklin Road Academy. They're tied at seven. First quarter. Second quarter now, Green Hill has evened their game hosting Columbia Central. That is a 7-7 game in the second quarter. You can hear that on our affiliate, WKRMRadio.com. Rossview up on Northeast, 14-8. That's first quarter score. Kenwood at West Creek, 13 to nothing. It is Tennessee Heat trailing at Clarksville Academy, 24 to nothing. They're in the first half. Lebanon at Siegel tonight, 7 to nothing. The Blue Devils are leading. That's a second quarter score. And, George, that's where we'll be going next for a live listen in. Other score, Station Camp up on Gallatin, 7 to nothing. That is in the first quarter. And some other scores of note. Uh, we'll check back in. Second half action now between Maryville and Alcoa, still 20 to 7. The latest score we have in that one, we will uh, dip our toes back into that live broadcast, hopefully coming up here in just a little bit. It is uh, Knox- Knoxville West leading Fulton 17-7. to That should be at the half at this point. Uh, other Middle Tennessee games, uh, Lawrence County leading Greenbrier 6 to nothing uh, in the first quarter. Loretto up by two scores over Wayne County. That's a 14 to nothing score. Haywood up at Lexington, 6 to nothing. Waverly now up on McNary Central, 14 to nothing late in the first. Uh, it is Portland up 20 to 7 over White House. Uh, Crockett County, 8 nothing on Bolivar Central. Covington in a West Tennessee battle tonight. They lead Brighton 21 to 6. Both teams are undefeated heading into this contest tonight. A game that we might uh, sneak a listen, Pete, to George. Henry County hosting Brentwood and the Bruins looking for their first win. They trail, though, to the Patriots 7 to nothing. that in the second quarter. Milan 14 to nothing. They lead over Liberty. McKenzie and O'Brien County tied at 14. Peabody up on Jackson Northside. Uh, that game, uh, that is a 14 nothing score. West Carroll, 21 nothing over South Fulton. And uh, another game, George, how about this one? And uh, we hope to maybe get into this one as well. Lausanne at Bartlett tonight. Lausanne, 21 to nothing in the second quarter. They lead at Bartlett tonight. That's an interesting score. Lausanne's pretty good stuff. That's... Uh... That's a school that has not been around a long time in the Memphis area, but boy, since they have been there, they have uh, they've gotten people's attention. In particular, uh, in in the basketball world, they, they've done some great things. Uh, so, is that uh, is that it on the scoreboard? Uh, that's D one. We'll hit some D two scores. C A K nineteen to fourteen up on Boyd Buchanan. The Kings Academy up sixteen seven on Grace Christian. CPA George now up 14-0 on NBA at home. That is um, still early in that contest. Christian Brothers leading White Station 14-0. That also in the second quarter. And that is your Wilson Bank and Trust scoreboard update here at uh, 25 shy of the top of the hour. You want a little uh, trivia? Uh, Hit me up, George. Okay, Christian Brothers out of Memphis. Their yep. quarterback is uh, a, a young man um, 
Jack McLaughlin. Okay. And Jack's father, who I nicknamed years ago, 34 years ago, Johnny Mac for three, okay. was on the first uh, team I ever did uh, play-by-play for, the old Memphis State Tigers oh, wow. back in okay. 1987 All right. under Coach Larry Finch. There you go. Showing your age so again, I'm George. Rooting for, I'm rooting for young Jack. <laughs> there we go. All right. Um, so a lot of scores coming in, and we will keep you up to date. By the way, if uh, obviously if you're watching us and you take us out, may not be able to keep an eye on us, you can listen to us. Simply go to MainStreetPreps.com, and there is a link there at the top of the page, and you can take us with you on your smart device no dumb devices allowed only smart devices george can you know that <laughs> that eliminates me now did i hear a little lebanon seagull in our future we we are i tell you what uh george if if you will fill for about oh i don't know maybe 45 seconds i'll get that queued okay. up and we'll we'll get in i'll see where they are in okay. their game and uh we'll maybe get a little tommy brown do that all right i'll tell you how i'm gonna do that jp uh, Coastal Carolina just blocked a punt, uh, ran it into the end zone, and they now lead Kansas 21-9 to with about eight minutes left in the second quarter. And that's um, that's good stuff for Coastal Carolina. They've gotten off to a, a sluggish start in this game. Kansas, as bad as they have been in football, they look a little bit better, uh, but they're now down 21-9. to about midway through the second quarter. So I've been given the thumbs up. We're headed to Lebanon in Siegel. Our buddy Tommy Bryan on the play-by-play call. Siegel's opening drive. They took it down into the red zone and fumbled, and Lebanon's DeMonte Cook recovered it. Lebanon then proceeded to go 94 yards on a touchdown drive to take the lead. Santel, play fake, rolls left, throws. Hit, complete, passes complete out in the flat. Making that reception is D.J. Gilbert coming up to make the stop for Lebanon, Bryce Nizek, and that's going to be enough for yet another Siegel first down. First down stars at the Lebanon 19. Gain of seven. Santel keeps it. Hitting the backfield, eludes a tackle in the backfield and just wiggles his way forward. It's kind of, uh, when he faked the handoff, just cut up right behind the runner that he faked the handoff to. Followed him through the hole. Gain of two to the 17. Santel proves to be a slippery little guy trying to find him on those keepers. Two receivers go wide, wide right for the Stars. Two receivers left in a tighter slot. Handoff goes to the far side. And Lebanon has a man right there. D'Lo Brown met him, and there's a flag on the play. I wonder if Siegel got a handful of cloth as they tried to get on the boundary. Joe, did you get an eyeball on that? I think so, guys. It looks like a, kind of a carbon copy of what we we had called for us there as he's getting the uh, – Chuck Fever wants to keep it about second and 10 or, or back him up 10. Uh, quick injury update on Devin Green, left, left ankle. 
kind of got frustrated with our trainers on what they were telling them. He's walked two miles over here trying to walk it off, but it seems to be getting tighter. It's, it's in a funny spot. It's on the front of the leg, kind of at the lower part of the shin where it connects into the ankle, and uh, they just can't really figure it out. But I doubt we see him back for the rest of the evening. Lebanon will decline the penalty, so that'll bring up a third down and ten. Santel drops the pass, looks, pumps, throws it deep, has a man all by himself for a touchdown. Crowell and Martin arrived on the scene too late to help. And I don't have a number for number eight. I do, too. He's on the flip sheet. Grant. Terry and Grant with the touchdown reception. Joe, you've got the PAT call. 14, Jackson Brewer to hold. Number two, A.J. Florence to attempt. Snap, hold. Kick is high, and it's true, and it's good. 5.36 to go in the contest. Lebanon and Siegel both on long scoring drives, knotted at seven. We'll be back in 30. Okay, so a tough, tight ball game there. We thank Tommy, Brian, and the folks for providing that play-by-play call. We're going to try to go up to East Tennessee in just a moment for what is one of the games of the year, Maryville, which has been nothing short of a dynasty over the last 20 years of high school football in the state of Tennessee playing Alcoa. This is Alcoa's home game, and it has not been a good start for them. They were down 17-0 early, scored before halftime. Let's see if they've made any more of a run. Let's go up to East Tennessee. Something of this. As Buckles is going to be in the in the shotgun, he's going to have he's going to have Harris there in the backfield. He's going to get it to Harris, mm. a little pitch play. There's a hold all day, no call. Harris is bouncing Gotta off the defenders. Got to wrap him up. And he's going to get beyond the 40, up near the 44. That's another Alcoa first down. They held badly on that play and got away with it, but Maryville's got to do better than these arm tackles they're throwing out here, man. we got to come up and make a play on defense here. This is big-time football right now. I said... I said maybe, what, 10 minutes ago, all the pressure was on Alcoa. Now it's looking like pressure's on us. Well, it's flipped at, at the on its end, at, oh, no sure. doubt. 4.44 to go here in the third quarter. Again, score 20-7 to in favor of Maribel. But Alcoa has found a little life. Fumble on the one-yard line turns, uh, mm. I think, four straight first downs. Yeah. Alcoa's moving here. They got life. Caden Buckles is going to float number six out in the flat. He's going to take it himself. He is met at the line of scrimmage. He picks up about two, but then he's pushed back beyond the original line of scrimmage. A host of Rebels there to meet him. Yeah, great job by this Rebel defense stepping up. And I think that was the first time this possession they haven't gotten a first down on their on that first on play. First yeah, down, yeah, really. Brings so. up second down. Mm-hmm. It looks like about eight yards to go. Yeah, you just got to put them in these high-pressure situations and see what will happen. Ball sits at the Alcoa 46. It seems like they've been playing a lot, but they've still yet to crack into to Maryville territory here in the second half. Buckle's going to stay in shotgun. Yeah, watch, watch number three up here, top of the screen. Looks like he's going to have six in the backfield with him. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. He's going to take the snap, fake the handoff, roll the pocket to the right, no back left. Now he's, now he's in struggle mm. mode. It looks like Diaz tried to get to him, couldn't get him. Bethea is being held, no call, and he's going to usher himself out of bounds after he gets into Maribel territory near a first down, but I think just a bit short. And it's going to bring up third, third and about one. 
Yeah, I mean, I think Alcoa's gotten away with two holes. Look at Bethea. His shoulder pad is out of his jersey right now. Here is Alcoa third down and one. This is a this is a really big play right here. Peyton Cooper fingertips away from Dragon Buckles yeah, really, to the ground for a really. huge loss. Game of inches. And Buckles just escapes it. I give him some athleticism, uh, but ultimately uh, it's a big gainer for them. This is a huge play. Third down, one yard to go. Ball on the Marable 47-yard line. Huge. I think this is yeah. two downs for Alcoa. Oh, for sure. This is definitely two downs. Buckles in shotgun. He's going to move. Looks like number four across the formation. Buckles calls oh. his own number. He's got one man to beat. Does he? No. Oh, this is an Oregon play right here. You're kidding me. Are they giving it? They're going to say he stood up? You're joking. We don't wow. have instant replay in high school, but they're going to say his knee never went down. They're going to give was... him forward progress. Yeah, a shaky play. He's yeah. down and back up. That was like Auburn in the uh, Tostitos Championship a couple of years ago. They just the guy just rolled on top and kept running there, and so very fortunate break there for Alcoa as they pick up about five yards after the initial uh, tackle. It's going to be first and ten. Alcoa ball on the Maryville 35-yard line, 3:26 to go here in the third. If nothing else, time has been managed. Yeah. Looks big like plays here, big plays. Looks like Maribel's looking to bring a little pressure. Buckle's going to take the snap. He's going to uncork it. Does he have Bryant? Oh, my goodness. He does. Wow. A great catch by Bryant and a touchdown tornadoes. As Randy Moss says, you got Moss. He he went up and over the defender. And that's They're going to get excessive celebration here. Let's they see. got excessive celebration penalty there. As I don't really know what they were thinking there, as he just as a, he's getting chewed out by the coaching staff there. But Alcoa is making this thing a game here. Jamal Williams is the one that that uh, got the the discussion as he got to the sideline. But uh, excessive celebration that's gonna it's gonna back up this extra point. So the score now sits. Should be thirteen points. Okay, with the extra point coming. It could get Alcoa within six. They were down 17 nothing in the early going, and they have rallied to make a game of it. So they've really shown some pride, which has to make Gary Rankin happy. It's right now 20-14 to Maryville, very late in the third quarter, under three minutes left in the third period. So, JP, one thing about it, that is not the last time we're going to check in up there. This might have uh, a terrific ending to it. Yeah, with, without a dog in the hunt on that one, uh, that was good to hear that it's tightening up there in the second half. It's not going anywhere. Come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office. Welcome back in. 7.03 left in the second quarter. It's 21-7. Should be fixed. I'm watching the volume controls now. So a big score in case you miss it. Pleasant ran for one yard for Blackman across the left pylon. So it's 21-7 onside kick. It's got to go 10 yards. It doesn't, and we got a flag. So that's the second onside kick of the night. We'll welcome back in. I'm Mike Epp with Matt Rogers. Yeah, I got to say, man, it's that's just I'm not feeling that call at all. You, you finally have a successful drive where you get seven. You have stopped them one time, and the two times you haven't stopped the Spartans were big plays because no one was there. Well, let me play devil's advocate here. We can't stop Wade, so what does it matter if he gets it on the 40 or 70? Yeah, you're right. I, I'm just, if that's the, yeah. his, I'm not I'm not a psychologist. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, but I would say that's the reason you try to get the ball back. Right. 
I don't know. I, I guess I just think differently. You still have to play the game according to the game. Make adjustments. Try to stop Wade. That, to me, is you're shooting yourself in the foot. I mean, it might be 28-7 here in the next 30 seconds. 7.03, second quarter. 21 for Summit, 7 for Blackman. On the 44 of Blackman, he will throw. Gruders has got it out of the backfield. 40, 35, 30. And down to the 26-yard line, a big gain of 18. Yeah, once again, you see the Blaze stack in the box right there. And interesting to see... Uh, Austin Gruder's back at running back. He didn't get too much run last week, if anything. Nice swing pass out to the wide open flats. And that was a beautifully drawn up play. It was wide open. And it's good to see some positive pass yards. And you could see the defense just breathing oh, deep. Gassed. I mean, it's, yes, especially the linemen on Blackman. Yeah. I mean, they're just getting ran. They're getting ran. They're gassed. 628 left to halftime. Hands it off. Hollis cuts back right. Nice move. Hollis flips his way to the 20. So a nice run there on first down. Yeah, the shifty little sophomore. He couldn't get too much done last week against Brentwood, but uh, that's his first carry of the night. And a nice one to boot, a seven-yard carry. We got to see some of his shiftiness. I like to kind of compare him to a Darren Sproles. Short, quick, fast, and I'm looking forward to seeing him wear that Spartan jersey for a long time. Yeah, he's a sophomore, so on the 20 inside the red zone, 5.53, Destin Wade. Wade eludes one. He eludes, nope, he's not going to get him, and they got to, and he keeps running backwards, and that was Wade trying to break too many tackles led by Young. Yeah, and uh, look at, they, they're stacking the box, and the Spartans ran it up the middle. He met a guy there, and, I mean, it, it, it's, it's interesting for me to watch because it's kind of like how cocky can you get? You're still running up the middle, and there's eight guys there, and it, it stopped like that time. But, I mean, it's it's been working for him. Somehow, someway, Destin Wade always finds a way to break 72 tackles and get a touchdown, but it just didn't happen right there. Going to be interesting to see what they do right here on third and about 15. I hope to see a passing game because you're getting man coverage on Brady Jenkins. Throw him the rock. On the 32 of Blackman, third and 14 for Summit. And we got a delay a game. The ball was spot, spotted late. And now that's going to back them up now to third and 19. If you're so, gonna get, I was just going to say, if you're going to get man coverage on Brady Jenkins, man, take a shot. You know, it's third and 19. I believe in that kid. He, Brady he Pierce. Brady Pierce. Yeah, yeah, Brady Pierce, man coverage. Give him a shot. He's on the top. The bottom is Austin Harvey. So two wide receivers out. And Wade oh. will throw. And Wade's pressured on the left side. And Mason Richardson has to fall down with Destin Wade as he goes down for a sack. Nice pressure, I believe, up the middle, led by Young at linebacker. So the touchdown on uh, for Blackman gave him a pulse. This stop right here gave them momentum. They got a ton of time on the clock, four minutes and 45 seconds. But this is what I was saying, Epley. Had you made a normal kickoff, 
Now they're all the way down to the 20 or the 15-yard line, and you're going to get good field position. But now Blackman, unless they have a really nice return, they're going to be pinned back there, and I think that's a big coaching error by Tigard. Brady Pierce kicked it 16 yards the first time, and this one's a good one. It's down to Marshall, and he drops it, and the ball's on the ground, and the ball's on the ground. Who's going to get it? And it's got to be a touchdown. Summit. Picked up by Jacob Turner. Yep, sorry. I know your receiver. I know your return man dropped the ball, but that is 100% on Tigard's shoulders. That's why you don't do an onside kick right after you score a touchdown. That is 100% on the coach right there, and here we are. Like we said, it's about to be 28-7, and man, that's when you just get a little bit too cocky for me to respect you personally. So it's... Crane on for the extra point, and it's 28-7. to Back to a 21-point lead. We'll take the break. Listen to 101.7, Summit in Charge. Hey, folks, it's Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Clinic. Folks, we are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We provide pediatric care, primary care, and even urgent care if you need to get in during those hours. Our provider there is Kelly Kelly. She does DOT exams as well as well woman exams, and she does our pediatric well child physicals. So, folks, if you're looking for the right care and a provider that's not going anywhere, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. 4.14 left until halftime. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers, your JP say. Crane's going to put it on the 40-yard line. A fumbled punt return, or should I say recovered, Touchdown. So, Matt, 28-7, Summit leads Blackman. Yeah, Summit Spartans is not the football team you want to make mistakes against. I mean, to take this team down, you're going to have to play mistake-free football, and Blackman has done anything but that tonight, and that's why they find themselves down 28-7 this early. Phenomenal special teams play and alertness by the Spartans. Ben Marshall fumbled the kick, and he is not out on the kickoff team. It's a short kick, and it's bouncing around, picked up at the 24 by number 10 Odom and he is leveled by number 81 for Summit is Garrett Dean the sophomore. Garrett Dean the sophomore getting a little action tonight. Love to see that and you can see how, you know they say football is a game of inches but football is also a game of seconds. We saw in one second the momentum switched from Blackman to get a little hope, and now they're pretty much on life support unless they can score something. You here can't before kick half. this ball. Sorry, you can't mm-hmm. kick this ball back to Wade with 409 left. No, 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 no. Do not give Destin Wade the ball back. If anything, you're getting the ball at halftime. Go in down three touchdowns because if you give Wade the ball back, <laughs> you might be uh, you might be going down uh, at a halftime. 28 points instead of 21. Shoelace tackle by Jamison. And that's still pleasant running to the 31-yard line. They're going to give him about five yards. It's just so interesting to me how they're speeding up 
the offense. Look at oh, that. and a big lick on the screenplay is read tremendously by Brady Hendricks. Big Brady Hendricks, the junior, sniffed that out. He sniffed that play out earlier and got held and didn't get called. Well, that time they couldn't block him by holding him, and he freaking tattooed that receiver. So now it's third down and seven on the 29. Going to waggle Reisner, pressured by Maddox Reed. He's got to throw it in the stands. So fourth down. Now, on your own 27, 315 left, will you go fourth and seven? Absolutely not. But I would have never ran three plays that quick either. So who knows what the heck Tigard's going to do right here. Uh, I just never understand why people try to go so no huddle and quick offense against Summit. It doesn't work. He is going for it. He's got the offense out there. 315, it almost puts what? Nope. All right, it's the same formation. No one back. Nice kick. It's going to roll dead at about good punt. the 23. Yeah, that's a good punt by them. And uh, I didn't expect him to go for it. I would have really laughed if they did go for it. But uh, at this point, Coleman is more of a conservative coach. So I kind of feel like if it was a minute or less, he would just kind of run the clock out and go to halftime. But with three minutes, uh, three minutes and 15 seconds, you know for sure Coleman's thinking another touchdown. And this is why we said earlier, why go fast and give Wade the ball back with three minutes and 15 seconds? It's just like last night when you knew Brady had the ball with only a minute left. You knew the Bucks were going to win, and it's the same thing right now. It's almost like you know Summit's about to score again. <laughs> three minutes with Wade, something catastrophe has to happen for him to not score. 28-7, and they're going to hand it off, and nowhere. A nice tackle behind the line by Mason Russell. And I believe that was King's first carry of the night. Gets back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got Gruder's back at running back. King's over there on the wing, and you, you can see Coleman doesn't like to go to the well of Wade too much. He wants to get the other guys in there, but you can see the drastic differences when Wade's touching the ball versus another player. And uh, I think right here. It would be, they're still running single coverage and man coverage on them. I would love to see Summit pass the ball a lot more. And everyone's up on the line all the way five yards off. No one else deeper on the defense. Wade, if you break it through the secondary, you're going to get it. Tries to run the option. Gets about two yards, maybe three. Yeah, they tried to run the play action. Fly sweep right there. He faked to the receiver in motion, I believe. It was Brady Pierce, and then he just kept it up the middle. But again, unless Wade can break a tackle or two, they're not going to see much running success going up the middle like that. We'll I mean, see if they throw it now. I mean, it's third and eight on the 25. You got 155. The clock's ticking. No timeout called by Blackman. Down three touchdowns. So they might be scared to death of Destin Wade and what he could do with his feet, especially the pressure. Wade sees it. Oh, he eludes him. Wade gets away from one, two, three. And he's open in open field, and Wade rolls down the sideline across midfield to the 42. Again, I've just 
I've never seen anything like this except when I played Tecmo Bowl as a kid. Like, I really haven't. Or like, when you played Madden 92 and they had Thurman Thomas and it didn't matter what other people did, you just had Thurman running the ball. I wish you listeners could have seen what we just saw. He had their best defender, C.J. Steele, the senior linebacker, chasing him down. Wade dodges him, hits the juke button, hits the spin button, and somehow turns an 18-yard sack into about a 30-yard gain for a first down. Unbelievable. 25-yard run for Wade over to the 45 of Blackman with 133. The clock stopped because Wade ran out of bounds. Wade's going to throw it. Wade's going deep down the middle. And is there pass interference? It's 101 with Pearson. They got it. Wow. It was underthrown, but coming back, he got a little nudge by the secondary. So he underthrew him, which kind of bums me out a little bit because Brady Pierce did have a step on him. And uh, they got the flag right there for the pass interference. Brady Pierce had to come back for the ball. But again, what I love is they're going to run single-man coverage on Brady Pierce. Keep throwing him the ball. He was wide open last time, unfortunately dropped the ball. He was wide open there, and unfortunately the ball was underthrown. Keep going to Brady Pierce until they stop it because the Blaze hasn't been able to yet. Mm. 127 left until halftime. 28-7 the score. Summit leads Blackman. Summit's driving. This would be a monstrous touchdown for Summit. You get on the board. Hollis back in it. Tailback doubles to the right. Doubles to the left. On the 30. Wade will run it up the middle. He breaks the tackle. And you know what it is. It's another touchdown by number one, Destin Wade. So in that situation, if you are, if you're tie guard, you just shake your head because what he's doing is he's bringing his sophomore safety down to overshadow Wade and say, if he runs up the middle, you're our last line of defense. And there's just no way that Josiah Shivers can take down a Destin Wade. And that's exactly what happened. He was in position to make the play. But uh, welcome to uh, Summit Spartans football. Our quarterback, Destin Wade, pretty much unstoppable on the ground. 35-7. We'll be back after these messages. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. 120 left until halftime. It's been a long first half. A lot of incomplete play uh, passes and out-of-bounds steps. And But, hey, if you're a Summit Spartan fan, 35-7, you'll take it. You'll take that every time. I've said it once, Epley, and I'll say it again. I've never seen a high school player like Destin Wade in my life. I really haven't. Very special player. Everybody at Summit will hate to see him go. But you got him this year, and the kick will be covered. And down as Odom gets back to the 35. And now you got to ask yourself, if you're tired, or tired to, what do you want to do? 
You want to score right here. Here's why. If I'm tie guard and I can score right here, I'm yep. down by three touchdowns. And I get the ball back. So if I can score here, I get the ball at halftime and score there. Now I'm only down by two touchdowns and I have momentum. But to go down four touchdowns with no momentum, it's going to be next to impossible to come back and win. I'll tell you what Reisner's telling his team. <clears throat> Find number seven, Keaton Wade, and please block him because I'm going to have to throw this ball, <laughs> not screen passes. You ain't teasing. So 35-yard line, and they double-team Keaton Wade. Keaton Wade gets in the middle and gets away from Keaton Wade, and Jacob Turner will make the sack for a loss of two. So you called it right there. It seems like you read Reisner's mind and told his whole team, block number seven. They did an okay job, but unfortunately, Summit also has some fantastic defensive backs because there was not one receiver open on that play. Now, And here's the great thing about Summit. That we're starting, that we've learned, in my opinion, you know, last year and this year. And what's really big for Taylor, the defensive coordinator, is you see how good these defensive backs really are. Because Blackman has a great passing game. They have a better passing game than Brentwood did last than Brentwood did last week. And they virtually have had no success in the air tonight because all around some of defense, but you gotta give props. To Dippled, you gotta give props to uh, Aiden Bird. Aiden Bird, Noah Feltz, Pierce. Mm -hmm. They're doing a fantastic job up top. 101 left is a timeout for Blackman. Trips to the right at second down and 12. Will throw complete at the first down marker and broke a tackle. And Brady Pierce has to come over and save a touchdown or. Blackman would have gone in. A nice reception by Justin Brown and the Yak Yards after. Yeah, again, I can't believe we've only said Justin Brown's name twice tonight. A quick 10-yard hitch because those defensive backs are playing so far off. Hey, we saw a good play call by Tigard, and it paid off. 45 seconds, the clock still ticking. Will the pressure get there? They double-team Wade over the middle, into the end zone, over Aiden Bird, and a touchdown from 33 yards, and it is Justin Brown. Yeah, Justin Brown, like we said, that kid has not dropped the ball since he was three years old. Uh, the, the announcer just said he stopped at the one-yard line, but oh, Bird was right in his face, and he still came down with the ball. That, that kid's a really good receiver. Yeah, I do apologize. I thought I saw the signal, but maybe I didn't. They're going to say he's down at the one, rolled into the end zone. 39 seconds, and the clock's going to run. The official's saying run the clock, and here it goes. Reisner at quarterback. Oh, they could have had movement and wow. didn't get it, I don't think. Yes, the signal is he rolled over the pile and in, and that is a touchdown by Pleasant. So then again, you see... Tigard go back to his basic offense. I'm sure he had a similar conversation like, you know, you kind of alluded to. Block number seven. Give our quarterback two or three seconds so that we can get our receiver the ball. And again, that receiver, Justin Brown, it was all Brown. It was all Reisner right there. And now that put, you know, I've said this a couple times, but it gave a heartbeat back to the Blackman Blaze. It, you know, it, they're getting the ball back at halftime and with the opportunity to only be down by two scores after they get the ball back because they're down by three now. 23 seconds, and I'm not sure what the holdup would be as we wait the kick. I mean, I don't want to use the word. Demoralizing, I don't think, is the word, but 
for the defense, if you got out of there, you feel really good about yourself. I still got to think that Coach Coleman's got to feel good about the team. He would take 35-14 for sure. Oh, 100%. You're up by three touchdowns at halftime. Uh, I don't think I don't think the first half could have gone any better for Summit in terms of the score. And, again, in my opinion, I, I like to be a little technical when I announce and kind of analyze the game. I think Tigard, but it, it's just the type of head coach he is for black men. He's boom or bust. You know, you hear Bruce Arians for the Tampa Bay Bucks say, no risk it, no biscuit. Tigard's kind of like the high school version of that, except even times 10. Makes some very questionable calls that hurts his team instead of helps, but sometimes. But, again, I could play armchair quarterback all I want because if it would have paid off, I'd be like, this guy is amazing. No one would do that. But, again, tonight so far it's hurt more than helped. I would say in a college reference that he would be a lot alike would be Hal Mummy. If people remember (laughs) Kentucky and they always ask him, why did you go for it on your own uh, side of the field, he said the crowd loves it. And how Mummy did coach, uh, I believe Tim Couch at Kentucky uh, went for it all the time. And Bruce Arians does a little bit, but, but how Mummy did it. I, and so right. this is a lot of similarities. I'm not saying schematics and what he runs offensively, but his decision-making as a coach is a lot like that. And so, like you said, sometimes it's going to work and sometimes yeah, it I don't. I'm sure Blackman knew what they were getting when they hired him as, as head coach. It's kind of like, you know, hey, we're going we to win with press you. Conference. We're going to win with you. We're going to die with you. <laughs> he said, we, I want to run 85 snaps. I'm sure he's getting to there uh, with, with what I'm charting here. Yeah, they really hey, have run a lot of plays. It's what he wants to do. He said, I want to onside kick it once per game. We've already seen two onside kicks. He's told you what he wants to do. <laughs> And he said, I'm going to go for it on fourth down lot. Well, that's worked some, but the majority of the time tonight it hasn't. So you're right. Going for two here uh, and gets it. Kind of the old swing. They, they basically had Pleasant get it hiked. Uh, no one was really set, and Pleasant was ready to go, and the two-point conversion worked. Yeah, just saying, you know, I'm going to do what I do. Just to, And what he's doing here is he, he's, he's trying to get a little bit more momentum no, for I, his team. I, hang on, Matt. They did not give him the touchdown. The, and I thought, says it. And, and, well, this is the, the, the conversion here of two points, and it's a bad snap, and they're not going to get the two-point conversion. So let me let me tell you what just unfolded here. So I, I was right on the call. He rolled over, and they basically, or they said he was down at the one. So they ran a direct snap, and Pleasant got in. They tried to go for it on the two-point conversion with Reisner, and it was a bad snap as his ankle. He couldn't pick up. The tackle made by Summit. So now we stand at 35-13. Yep, and uh, I wonder if we get a decent return here by the Summit Spartans, if Coleman will try to score, take a shot at that single coverage, because it's going to be interesting. If I see an onside kick here, I might throw my headphones. (laughs) We're going to take a 30-second commercial break. We'll come back. 26 seconds left until halftime. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Tory kicks one deep, thought it might be an onside kick. We'll land in the end zone, 26 seconds. I'm assuming Wade will put the knee down and go to halftime. It's 35-13, Summit all over Blackman in the first half. Mike Epley and Matt Rogers on the call. Yeah, you said it earlier. Do you think Coleman would be happy with a 35-13 lead? And I think absolutely. So knowing Coleman, knowing uh, what he likes, what he doesn't like, and, and so far offensively he's been able to do exactly what he wants to do, I, I'm with you. I would suspect uh, not going for the touchdown here, even though deep down inside I wish they would. Well, they're going to go for it. So he's got the sets for two to the left, two to the right. So 26 seconds. He might try to air one out here. Either way, Wade looks like he's going to throw it with Hollis off the right hip. What do we know? It's going to be a run, and Wade will juke one, two, three, four, five, and down with the sixth tackler, a gain of two. A lot of commotion there. It's so funny. People don't know this listening, but to, to my right is a clear see-through window where the Blackman coaches are, and every time Wade is touching the ball, their hands are going up. They're adjusting their hats. They're, they're literally freaking out. I, I like that stuff. I think it's funny. And uh, did, did Blackman just call a timeout? <laughs> no, I think it the was Summit. And let me get that real quick. Uh, and Matt, second down and eight on the 22. If, if, it, if it was Summit that called the timeout, this is really cool to see because you're seeing Coleman do something that he doesn't normally do. And he's it's getting a little... Summit called the timeout. Okay, so this is interesting because now Coleman's doing what he never does, which is I'm going to be even more aggressive before halftime. You're on the 23, yeah. not, not, not midfield here with 16 seconds. Which shows you a potential little rivalry here of, hey, you're going to be aggressive, I'm going to be aggressive. Almost kind of like... Uh, Who's the bigger alpha male here between the two coaches? I like it. I'd give Coleman a pat on the back for this one. Here's the thing, though. Wade throws an incompletion. You go down third third down, you call a timeout, you're going to have to punt it. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. This is a big down here. Second and seven on the 23. Wade's going to heave one in double coverage. Oh! And he got it. Brady Pierce is gone. Let's go. For the touchdown. There's your answer. Let's go, Man of Steel, Brady Pierce. They showed man coverage, but they had that safety sneaking over the top. Wade with a beautiful throw. God bless you. Hits Brady Pierce in stride. You can't stop him. You can only help to try to contain him and slow him down. And Tygaard pretty much just threw everything off of his head except his own head itself. Could not have been better. And again, that's what I love that Coleman did that. So you're, not, so you're saying he's not the headless horseman. He's <laughs> close to Halloween. He's close. I guarantee you, man, this Blaze team did not expect this. And Coleman said, all right, 
You want to be a little aggressive? You want to surprise a little bit? I got a little something for you. If I was down there right now, I would chest bump Brian Coleman, the head coach of the Summit Spartans. I like the guts on that one, and it paid off for you. Four seconds left until halftime, 42-13 is the score. It's all Summit. And I will tell you this, Destin Wade's pass down the left side was Brady Pierce was the best pass he's thrown. He's gotten into rhythm. His passes are on tonight, and it's deadly when Wade can be a dual-threat quarterback. He threw that, like Matt mentioned, right over the safety. The safety had a bad angle, could not get to it, but Wade didn't put enough air under it where he could get all the way over there, and it was basically Pierce jetting down a nine route and just beat the corner and what in in stride did not wait on it and pierce blew by him i mean the, the thing i was more excited about is that it looked like it was going to be single coverage but it wasn't he threw into double coverage like uh, blaze the blackman blaze could not have been in a better defensive stop right there and it still didn't work i mean the, the percentage chance of that play paying off was probably somewhere in the single digits but again Perfect throw, perfect catch, touchdown, Spartans. And the run will be out to the 36, and that's going to do it. I'll tell you this. Britt Wood, he played well. Henry County, he ran all over. But I can tell you, Destin Wade came to play tonight. And that's all I can say. Or I could tell you at halftime, as we go to commercial, it's 42-13, to 13, Summit over Blackman. Welcome to 6A Summit. We'll be back after these short messages. 42-13, Summit all over Blackman. We're at halftime. Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Boatwright believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week, 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen, meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. 
Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. AMC Roofing. Leaking roof? Missing shingles? AMC Roofing has you covered. Locally owned and operated. We specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance. We are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems. And we also handle siding repairs. AMC Roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed guaranteed. There is no job too small. But when you're ready, we also provide full roof replacements. Call or text today for a free estimate. AMC Roofing, your local roof repair specialist. Call Andrew Costa today, 931-626-0492. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is J.P. Plant with TriStar Sports Radio. As I travel around southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quick Mart convenience store nearby. Whether it's filling up with a cup of joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixes. Yep, Quick Mart convenience stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. Quick Mart convenience stores, proudly serving Shell gasoline. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. We're at halftime. Summit Blackman. The score, 42-13. Believe it or not, Summit came to play. We'll get Matt Rogers to give you the stats uh, in just a minute. But I want to go over... Just a couple of uh, scoring possessions for both teams. And Destin Wade, I mentioned earlier before I signed off, you heard him at Henry County. You heard him at Brentwood. You heard him all last year and the year before. Destin Wade came to play tonight. And when his legs meet the arm, you better watch out. And he's on fire here at his first home game at Summit. The field looks great. I want to say kudos to Brian Coleman and everyone who helped out. I don't know all the people. I know Brian Coleman helps or paints the field as well. The field's amazing. The new scoreboard that has written across after the Summit Spartans and then the logo 2025A State Champions. Well, Summit has moved up to 6A. 
And they're tangling Blackman out of Rutherford County, should I say Western Rutherford County, literally right off 840. And if you missed the first half, I can give it to you quickly. Destin Wade, 43-yard touchdown run. Destin Wade, 72-yard touchdown run. Destin Wade, 68-yard touchdown run. Then you get a recovery by Jacob Turner in the end zone for a touchdown. And then you got Wade with another 30-yard run. Wade hits Pierce for 77 yards. It's 42 points for for, uh, Summit. Blackman will answer with two possessions. Pleasant with a TD run uh, in the uh, early second and then right before halftime with the one-yard TD run. We mentioned this as Tigard goes for it on fourth down and there's fake punts or onside kicks and sometimes it backfires, sometimes it goes away. Tonight, Blackman is going to have to do something to stop Destin Wade. If not, you double the points here, you could be at 84. We'll take a commercial break. We'll bring back in Matt Rogers to give you the stats and his assessment on the game. 42-13. Summit leads Blackman. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. One-stop shopping. That's why so many people shop Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of Columbia. As the number one volume CDJR dealer in Tennessee, we offer the largest selection of new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler vehicles. And when you have the largest selection of new, you have the largest selection of used, too. Combine that with state-of-the-art, fast, accurate service, and you've got Tennessee's number one volume dealer. Shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net, Middle Tennessee's Ram Truck and Jeep Headquarters. You can count on us. Based on combined retail and fleet sales, is awarded by Chrysler in the state of Tennessee in 2019. At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aids, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600. 
Welcome back in. We're at halftime. 42-13 to score. Sum it all over Blackman. As I mentioned, the scoring drives and what Destin Wade and the team has done, we want to give credit to the offensive line. They've been great as well. And Matt Rogers will give you the stats and kind of his assessment moving to the second half. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about the Summit Spartans, we just we haven't seen a weak link tonight with any players or on any side of the ball. Defense has played really, really well, especially the defensive backs. When when you have a team like the Blackman Blaze and head coach Tigard who who runs so many different trick plays. We saw two onside kicks in the first half. We saw uh, two times they went for it on fourth down. Like You don't see a coach like this, very unconventional, and I have to give props to Taylor, the defensive coordinator for the Summit Spartans, because he's done a really good job at adjusting. Now the fun part, the stats. First of all, let me just tell you that the Summit Spartans dropped 35 points on them in the second quarter, which makes me always wonder when these teams play the Summit Spartans, why do they go hurry up offense? Why do they try to beat Summit at a game that's next to impossible to beat them? If I'm coaching against them, I'm trying to slow the game down as much as I can to keep the ball out of the future Kentucky Wildcat Destin Wade's hands. Here's why. Total offense, Blackman, they have 220 yards to Summit's 381. Number of plays, 40 plays for Blackman, 20 for Summit, which shows you right there, Summit is a big play offense because they have the big playmaker in Wade. Here's where it gets really fun. Rushing for the Blaze, 54 yards. Rushing for the Summit Spartans, 274 yards. 260 of those 274 are from yours truly, Destin Wade. It gets even better. From a passing standpoint, Wade is 2 of 3 for 107 yards and a touchdown, no picks. But that last 78-yard bomb was the game-changer in those yards. How about rushing for Destin Wade? 11 attempts, 260 yards, 4 touchdown. Here's where it really gets scary, Epley. In 10 quarters, Destin Wade has rushed for 667 yards and 11 touchdowns. I'm going to say that again. In 10 quarters, Destin Wade has rushed for 667 yards and 11 touchdowns. That is most high school running backs' dream for their entire season. He's done it in 10 quarters. So you think about the possibilities of what this kid is going to do this year. It's just, I can't even wrap my mind around it. Again, I'm 43 years old. I've been around high school football since I stopped playing in 2001. So 21 seasons I've been a part of high school football. Never in my life have I seen anybody close to Destin Wade. The one person who's close came out of Vista, San Diego, and you might know him. I'm a West Coast guy. His name was Reggie Bush. That's the closest I've seen at the high school level when Bush played for Vista. But still, he doesn't hold a candle to Destin Wade. So if I'm a Kentucky Wildcat fan, uh, uh, to Kentucky Wildcat fan, or a Kentucky Wildcat coach, I have just hit the lottery by getting the Wade brothers, especially Destin Wade, a quarterback. And I'll, I'll, I'll end with this. If when 
Wade gets to Kentucky, when he gets those phenomenal offensive and these quarterback coaches, I think the sky is the limit. It's like, I can't even compare it to anything. It's like watching this at this level is so exciting. I'm going to look back. If I do this for the next 30 years, I'm going to look back on the days when I got to announce the Wade brothers in high school because I've never seen anything like it. It's, it's phenomenal. And that's the voice of Matt Rogers. I'm Mike Epley. We're at halftime. It's 42-13. We'll bring on an old friend of mine who's been in, around the basketball game for a long time. He sits on the other side of Blackman. Stay tuned. 42-13. He'll be up next. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. One-stop shopping. That's why so many people shop Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of Columbia. As the number one volume CDJR dealer in Tennessee, we offer the largest selection of new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler vehicles. And when you have the largest selection of new, you have the largest selection of used, too. Combine that with state-of-the-art, fast, accurate service, and you've got Tennessee's number one volume dealer. Shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net. Middle Tennessee's Ram Truck and Jeep Headquarters. You can count on us. Based on combined retail and fleet sales, is awarded by Chrysler in the state of Tennessee in 2019. At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aides, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. We're at halftime. we got about five minutes left to go. 42-13, an uphill battle for the Blackman Blaze. But I'm joined by a good friend of mine I've known for a long time, Barry Workman. Been in Black for, Blackman for how many years, Coach? Year 12. Year 12? Year 12. Uh, I always say that making the high school uh, state tournament, what, eight, eight out of uh, – not out of – 11 years? It was 7 out of 11. Uh, Close enough. Uh, Well respected here. So let's talk a little bit about Blackman. Bringing a new coach to North Alabama. They find him. uh, He goes for it on fourth down. Kicks onside kicks. Tiger back. Uh, He's been, I think, at 
you know, in this area for a little while with Ravenwood, but a, a hire that they needed to make to kind of put Blackman back on the mat when Mathers and some of those other guys you remember being there. Well, Coach Tiger and his staff have done a phenomenal job just just bringing great energy to our to our school and our program, and he's got a great base in his team and his program, and just so much fun to see all the things he's doing. And we've had great great football at Blackman for forever, and the last the ten year run's been amazing. And he has uh, built on that and will continue to do some great things for Blackman High School. So and so impressed. You talk about players, and I, we mentioned this in the pregame. Jawan Jennings played on your team too as well. I'm I'm not sure if you had Master Teague, but he's starting running back for Ohio State. How are some of those guys you see play football, basketball, and tell the parents too how important it is to be a dual athlete or play multiple sports too like some of these guys well, it's so hard now to play multiple sports if you're good enough and talented enough uh you need to do it you know it's just such a great experience and it, and it if you watch college basketball or college football the, the good ones all play them both because they're good enough and you, you're always competing and you're always getting better uh so I, 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 we strongly encourage you. We've got a really good group of young guys in our football program, and Jawan, and we've had some really good guys. See, Jonas Wilson, they played oh. both ways. So we've had some really good kids, and we're very fortunate to have uh, uh, those guys competing every day. There's nothing you can't you can't get that uh, when you're out of season. What do you want your players and, and Jennings and some of these guys for Blackman to think of you when they leave the program? Is it wins, losses, or you being like a maybe a father figure to some of these guys? Well, we hope, one, they had a great experience. Um, you know, different guys have different things they might need at that time, and so you can have a better impact maybe off the field or off the floor with some guys more than others. But really, a great experience. Hope that uh, they'll have some memories that will go for, uh, for a lifetime and friendships that in a bond with not only the coaching staff but their guys. Because, boy, it's so awesome. We had a, um, we've had a lot of our guys come back in our program, and they're impacting guys now. And our guys, our older guys like Darius Thompson and Juan, those guys can start being mentors, and that's so important to uh, our program. So those are some things that I think are important. And obviously, the more success you have, the more good memories you have. So we want to win and have, have some success on the floor as well. Head coach for Blackman basketball and men's team, Barry Wortman. Uh, you also know uh, Coach Faye uh, here and uh, Coach Wild, you're good buddies with at the Summit Program. Well, I tell you what, I'm so impressed. This is the first, I think I've only school and I haven't been to uh, in the state of Tennessee. Uh, I don't, for some reason, I haven't been to Summit to scout or play, but man, is this a great environment here. And so you can just tell that it's ran in a first class deal. And, from the players to the uh, the facilities and the student body and just everything, but but you're right, man. Jim Fay has been a winner in, in, at East Nashville forever, and he brings a great toughness and grit over here. I've watched his teams play, uh, and obviously John Wild is success. He has two great guys that uh, great coaches and, and, and better people. Yeah, but both of those coaches. Uh once again, and Coach uh, Brian Coleman, I'm not sure how much you know Coach Coleman. I know you're more involved on the basketball side. Well, you're awfully impressed. You win a title here, and, and, and you, it don't take much to, to walk in an environment like this and know a lot of great things are happening. So awfully impressed with uh, what's going on here. When you guys won the title, what did you tell your players? I don't know if you you remember the exact speech, but what was kind of the message that probably Coleman told his football team? Well, you know, I, I just think of both of our titles, it was just the, the authority and winning and that, 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 that experience in the locker room. But really, 
really it's it's the next day and the two and three days when you can regather and and I, I, I think I remember that more than just the, the authority of, of, of the locker room and winning uh, the titles but uh, yeah I think it's two and three days and especially when you come back year and two later year and you're talking and having those experiences so sometimes it's it's what goes on down the road you know with those title teams men his men's head coach Barry Workman uh, kind enough to join us uh, last question your ba- basketball uh, coming around the corner in November what, what do you guys look like it is man we got a really young team uh, Blackman High School is going through a little rebuild everywhere with the with the growth and the and the school uh, situation the splits we're all rebuilding and we're all grinding and working at it and I, I like our team We've got a great group of young guys so we're excited about what we can do coach I appreciate it absolutely thanks for having me yep Barry Wortman men's head basketball coach at Blackman you're listening to Summit Blackman we're at halftime we got about a minute 30 left until the kick uh, the start of the third quarter 42 13 Summit all over Blackman we'll be back Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high quality body and frame repairs the best paint job and custom body fabrication Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977. Hey folks, it's Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Clinic. Folks, we are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We provide pediatric care, primary care, and even urgent care if you need to get in during those hours. Our provider there is Kelly Kelly. She does DOT exams as well as well woman exams, and she does our pediatric well child physicals. So, folks, if you're looking for the right care and a provider that's not going anywhere, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office. Summit Spartans football on WKOM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Ten Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Beck Dental Care, Ned Rich and CSH Inc. Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Mart, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in to 101.7. Mike Epley and Matt Rogers, just like JP said, we're here for the first home game of the 2021 season. The Summit Spartans in the blue and white tonight. And on the flip side, you got the orange and white for Blackman. Unfortunately, it's not going Blackman's way right now, 42-13, but you got to play two more quarters. Matt, what do you – I always say the momentum's on the first drive of the third quarter. This is going to be big for Summit. 
Uh, this is going to be everything, for, I would say, for Blackman. This is the drive that's going to determine whether they have a shot at this or not. For Summit, they have all the momentum. Things are going their way. They're not making mistakes. Blackman's made a ton of mistakes. And uh, it's going to be, I'll just say it, do or die right here for the Blackman Blaze. As we get a little squib kick picked up by number 37. And I believe it's Upton. He'll go to the 37-yard line. I'm trying to get the kicker. I think we had a different kicker. Yes, number 18, Travis Arrington. Instead of Ryan Crane out there, Travis Arrington, number 18. Yeah, I don't know if, uh, if Coleman was trying to do something different, maybe catch him off guard and, and do that. But uh, I saw at the end of the quarter in there, I hope Coleman's not trying to beat Tigard at Tigard's game because uh, you're not going to out-surprise him, you know what I mean? It's Reisner, kid. I wonder if he plays on the basketball team. He stands a pretty good-sized quarterback here. Got doubles to the right, singles to the left. Start of the third quarter. And get a handoff. Off the left side's Pleasant. Pleasant bounces back inside. And he's going to ramble his way for about eight yards up to the 45. Yeah, and this is what the Blaze did at the beginning of the game is they went to Pleasant, which was a good move. I mean, that kid is shifty. He's tough to bring down. A lot more uh, than I expected talking about him tonight. It worked. And uh, for Blackman to stay in this game, they're going to have to stay, in my opinion, more basic than try too much trickery. Riser back in shotgun, and he will hand to the backup quarterback, Thomas, and he goes backwards, and it is Maddox Reed on the bottom of the pile, lost one. One thing I didn't mention at halftime is Thomas was 5 for 5 when he was thrown, so Thomas is kind of like the sleeper on offense. He, he's backup quarterback on paper, but he can throw. He's not much of a run threat, but they put him in there to kind of trick the pass play, and it's been working for him. Third and three, and Pleasant, whoa, collides with Keaton Wade. I know that's going to sting in the morning, but he gets the first down by yard. Halfback draw right up the middle, pays off for Blackman right there. Again, Jalen Pleasant, the running back. Just going as fast as he can downhill. And uh, it, it's interesting to watch Blackman move the ball when they stay kind of basic compared to what they normally do. 42 13's the score. Summit leads. Pressure from Keaton Wade. Screen dropped. Hit him right in the breadbasket was Carson, the senior receiver. Maybe he heard footsteps, but either way, it hit the hit the dirt. Yeah, one thing, I wasn't in the locker room, obviously, uh, for Blackman at halftime, but I guarantee you that Tigard said. If you make less mistakes, this is a way closer game because Blackman has made their fair mistakes, uh, mistakes, and that's an example right there. That was easily a first down had he caught it. 10-35, third quarter, and Thomas is back at quarterback, the lefty. He's going to spin around, throw it back left, and whoa. That went into the Blackman uh, almost student section. Yeah, that was his first incomplete pass of this game. He's the lefty. He faked that rollout to the right, looking for the wide open receiver back to the left side. We saw it pay off in the first half, but that time, uh, to be honest, I, I couldn't tell if no one was home or if it was just a bad play, but it didn't work either way. Second, third down on this drive. Third and 10 on the 49 of Blackman. And they're going to throw it. Pressure and bat it away. And Brady Pearson, not in my house. Yeah, he had his tight end. It's uh, Ben Marshall. He's been a, re a reliable receiver tonight, especially early on in that first quarter. But you can tell Jack Reisner, he's a pocket passer. 
uh, he, he didn't look too comfortable rolling out right there. He was late on the throw, didn't have the power behind it, and that's why the Spartans were able to make that defensive play. But you know they're not going to punt it right No, nope, fourth and ten, and if they don't get this one, you might turn out the lights here in Summit. 10-23, third quarter, but when, when you're down 42-13, you're at midfield. You're going to have to double team number seven coming off the right side. They're going to single him, oh, wow. and he comes in, and there it is. And Keaton Wade will get the sack, and he ran over the right tackle, and he's hurt. Coming up, Jalen Brown, the senior, just gets trucked by Keaton Wade. Yeah, if Jalen Brown wanted uh, any <laughs> any feeling of what it's like to take on a big-time college football player defensive end, he just got his first his first taste. Uh, they didn't listen to you, Epley. They didn't double-team Keaton Wade, and he literally ran that tackle over for the sack. Awesome. Just awesome. Yeah, I mean, that was a bull rush. That was strength on strength, and just he looked like he was, uh, Brown looked like he was on skates. The sweep to Brady King to start on the 44, cuts back in, down to the 38. Nice run for King on the sweep. Yeah, and like you said, uh, uh, there's a late flag right there, and the Spartans are clapping. The wheels might be coming off for Blackman right now. It's probably going to be a personal foul, if I had to guess, because the Spartans are clapping, but... uh, it, it might be coming unglued. If it is a personal foul, the man sat next to me. He, there's, they're, they're athletes stay in check there. I mean, and, and this would be kind of a shocker. If they, they get a little loose here because I've seen his program, and you got to be down the line. And we'll see what they say. If it is a personal foul, you, if you're tie guard, you got to pull your team together. I know you're frustrated, and it's it's an sportsmanlike conduct. So. That could happen once you find the player, and you yeah. t- you, you got to stop this here. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see too much what happened. If it's if it's unsportsmanlike conduct and not a personal foul, it was probably something verbal said. Not that's something a, that's physical. a good call. Yeah. But still, with the with the penalty of fifteen, you got to get. Here's where you got to keep your people in check. You could have a running clock soon, and. That's not what Blackman came here to do. Yeah, Blackman's only hope right here is to get a big play or a turnover. They need they need a turnover right here. They were able to stop them one time in the first quarter, and not only do they need to stop here, I would say they need a turnover to, to stay in this game. Wade in the pistol formation on the 23 of Blackman. We'll hand to Gruders. Gruders breaks one tackle. The second tackler will get him at the 19 four-yard run. And the thing that I noticed the most right there was that left tackle, Big Matt Mullen, the three-year starter, literally drove his man 15 yards downfield. We don't talk enough about this Spartan offensive line just because their quarterback seems to be making these unbelievable plays. But make no mistake, I've mentioned it before, this is one of the best offensive lines in Williamson County. And uh, yes. they're just doing a fantastic job. Tonight. When you combine that with Destin Wade, you got trouble. Wade's going to throw it. He zips one right on the numbers of Brady Pierce on the slant route. And Pierce says, I'm not down, and he walked in the end zone. But are they going to mark him at the seven? Wow. And r- right when I was giving the offensive Uh-oh, line. Oh, hang ball. on. Pierce saying, I'm not down. I rolled on the guy. Coleman wants the touchdown. It's on a slant route. Are they going to mark him down, or is it a touchdown? It'll be interesting because they already blew the whistle and marked him down. Okay. If they give him the touchdown, that would be kind of not right, even though it probably was a touchdown. But if you're a referee, you you got to stay with your call 
inadvertent whistle, I, I don't think you can give them the touchdown, even though they may have earned it. I'm not, I didn't hear the whistle, so that's that's good ears here, Matt, for sure, uh, to get. And they're discussing this. Every official on the field is there, conjugated at the, about the eight-yard line. So 9-21 left in the third, 42 for Summit, 13 for Blackman. I mentioned Destin Wade. He's on, man. He's hitting people. That went right between the one and the three in the chest on a slant route. Perfect timing, perfect throw by Wade. And it was a perfect throw, and the interesting thing is it was a sidearm throw because that time he did have a guy in his face, and he still stepped up, and he threw kind of like that Patrick Mahomes sidearm and nailed him right in the numbers. That was that was fun to watch. The, the interesting thing here is uh, if they do score... Does Coleman pull his starters? Because, you know what I mean? Like, Blackman could very much score points quickly. So, I don't know if you make that decision at the end of the third quarter or if you, or if you make it this early. Well, they're going to say it's a seven-yard slant pattern to Brady Pierce. I will tell you it's a first down on the 11. First down on the 11. And uh, I would assume that uh, he's going to do some type of I'd like to see him go back to that outside counter play and try to get Destin Wade on the perimeter because it's paid off Keaton Wade his brother is in for the first time tonight and he's going to lead block around the sweep down to the left and I will get the player it will be dippled and he's down at about the four. Yeah, it was really cool. Dippled was in the slot on the right-hand side. He came in motion. You had Keaton Wade, the brother of Destin Wade, in the backfield at halfback for the first time tonight, which is a scary thing to cover. But they used him as the lead blocker and brought Dippled around for the handoff, that fly stretch, as I like to call it, and a great lead block, and it resulted in a gain of eight on the ground. And Keaton Wade's still in. If they go right, no one's outside for containment, and Keaton would lead the way for Destin if they go right. Well, he actually leads the way for Brady Pearson. I called the play. I'm not sure what the pursuit was here, but it was wide open, and you needed one block down, and they got it, and Brady Pearson scored. Yeah, great play call on that one by Coleman. You had Keaton Wade again at halfback, just sealing that edge. Right tackle, Mason Richardson, who's been phenomenal all night. He does the stretch block, which when I played offensive line, that was my favorite block. That's when you extend that right arm on the shoulder and solidify the edge. And then, of course, when you have Keaton as lead block, Brady Pierce walks in untouched. Ryan Crane for the extra point. And Crane has been great this year. 49-13. I said it. 49-13. Summit leads Blackman. We'll be back after these messages. Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or or too small. Why choose Roof Systems Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. (coughs) Welcome back in. 8.55 8.55 left in the third quarter. 49-13 to score. Summit all over. Blackman. No one saw this coming. No one. You have right now the ranking. Summit 4. Blackman 11. Matt, 
I know it's a little shocker to you, too, as well. It is a shocker to me, but you know who it's not a shocker to is the right tackle, Mason Richardson's dad, Matt Richardson. He told me before the game, uh, he, he called it. And uh, I, in my mind, I disagreed with him, but uh, looks like he was right. And, uh, you know, I'm happy for the Summit Spartans, man. You know, so many years down, and then you have two superstars show up at your school and completely change the game for you. Now when you drive in Spring Hill, right when you enter Spring Hill, it says, home of the Summit Spartans state champions you walk into the field the energy the just the momentum the feeling you get when you're inside the summit spartan stadium it almost feels almost like a college game and right big bold on the scoreboards is 2025 a state champions with a bullet which means we're coming for another one Return out to the 39-yard line. That's where Blackman will start up the middle. It would be Pleasant cutting back to the right side. Cuts, stays in bounds down the right side. He'll get across midfield to the 49. So a good run there for 12 yards. Yeah, I really like Jalen Pleasant, man. I, I, I did not think that we were going to talk about him too much tonight. But he's just been absolutely phenomenal. I can't believe we haven't called Justin Brown's name, but only twice tonight. Uh, he's caught every single pass that's gone to him. I think he's caught three total. But again, the superstar tonight for the Blaze has been Jalen Pleasant, the running back. 8-21, third quarter, 49-13. And fumble, the ball's on the ground. Picked up by the big offensive lineman. He go carry four people. Maddox Reed finally brings him down. But a bad situation for Blackman turned out positive. Seven-yard gain by, I believe, the left guard. There you go. You want something positive to happen, you count on your offensive line, baby. That's near and dear to my heart right there. A well-alert play by that big boy, and he ran for an eight-yard gain. God bless you. It'll be Blackman going to throw it. And pressure, and Keaton Wade tackled him. Again, a sack for Mr. Wade. A loss of eight on the play as they try to end around with Thomas, and Thomas saw number seven. Yeah, Peyton Thomas was looking for a pass play there, and, and I could tell by watching him, he's probably used to maybe juking somebody and making that play, but then it was like, oh, no, that's number seven. That's Keaton Wade, and uh, it did not go well for Peyton Thomas. And it didn't, and so that uh, the seven yard the big boy got goes back seven. It's third and ten on the 49. Pressure, they double team Wade across the middle, and it's intercepted, I believe, yes! Intercepted by Dominic Hollis. What coverage on James Hayes. Wow. What a huge play for the sophomore. We saw him with the most carries last weekend running back against Brentwood. Tonight, they throw him in at DB, and he comes up with a huge play, man-on-man -man coverage. He was with him stride for stride and literally took that ball away from the Blackman receiver. I would like to ask Barry Wortman, who's sitting next to me, this question, but I know you being a team player. When do you have to keep your team from not quitting? There's a point in every game if it ends up 49-13 where they're just going to go, let's just get out of here, but you wanted to keep them maybe focused in. Well, you, you look, at this is a uh, non-regional game right? right for, for black men, and they have a very promising season ahead of them with some great players. So this is when I'm starting to look at maybe, just to be honest, I, I'm not into moral victories. So okay. for me as a coach, 
I don't care if I lose 13 to 12 or if I lose 65 to 13. Okay. As long as my best players come out healthy, a loss is a loss. So if if I'm the head coach, if I'm HC Tigard right now, I'm probably going to wean my best players out and, and get my young guys some reps. That play to King started at the 14. King ran it for 18 yards up to the 32, and now Gruders will come over the top in the middle, should I say, for about six yards to the 38-yard line. Yep. And again, going back to what I was saying, look, at it, it's not what you want when you're black. I mean, you're coming in here with high hopes, a big game for your school, but at the same time, there's about five minutes left in the third quarter. You're down by five touchdowns, and I, I'm looking now to get my best players out of here healthy. Speaking of best players healthy, Destin Wade is still in the game. I would assume this will be his last possession. Right, and I would also assume he's not going to carry the ball too much. He's, I'm looking for the running backs and these uh, split wide receivers going in these fly stretches to carry the ball more than often. On a second and five from the 38, we got a false start called against Summit. The interesting thing would be if I do keep Destin Wade in, I would want him to throw more to get used to, like we talked about last week, you want to get Destin in a rhythm of throwing because as we get later in the season, you're going to have to throw the ball. Is that something you're going to have to explain to the opposing coach when you're doing that up five touchdowns? I would. I, I absolutely would. And I, and I think the opposing coach knows that. And, you know, if I'm the coach, I would, you know, if I'm Coleman, I would say before the game, like, hey, uh, if this game gets, I don't even know how you say it, but if this game gets a little bit out of hand, are you going to get offended if I have my quarterback throw a little bit to you know get reps? I don't even. It feels even weird saying that. I don't know how you have that conversation, but with Destin Wade, it's the opposite because he's more of a run threat than he is a pass threat. King on the sweep, 15 yards, will be another first down. 4-11 left in the third. The clock's ticking. It's 49 for Summit, 13 for Blackman, and. Yeah, and you can see Wade looking at the game, yep. uh, the play clock, and he's going to juice that down to about five, 10 or 15 seconds. He might be just looking at the scoreboard where it says 5A state champions. <laughs> so Gruder's. Like the ball went on the ground. And he goes to the left side. Not much there. And they're going to give him a loss of three on the play. Yep, loss of three on the play. And like we talked about, I, I would be uh, surprised if Destin Wade carries the ball anymore at, at this point. It's, it's not needed. Uh, you're up by five touchdowns. And, you know, like we said, now is the time we get our players out here healthy on both sides of the ball. Yep. Most importantly, coming into this game, one injury to the starting tight end, not playing tonight for Summit. We didn't get the injury report from Blackman, but I will tell you, Summit, one player out. So three minutes left in the third quarter, second and 14 on the 45 of Summit. Summit with the football on another sweep, and it will be John Dipple crossing midfield down to the 47-yard line. So that will be a gain of about five and a half. Yeah, Dipple getting some run tonight. I like to see that. He was the starting running back last year, and uh, I haven't seen him, you know, at least personally. I wasn't here for the Henry County game, but I didn't see him carry the ball at all last week, so it's good to see him get some run. And the sophomores back in there, the guy that just made the pick, the one and only, uh, Dominic Hollis. He's shifty. Third and six on the 46 of Blackman. 
Wade walks down the line, talks to the offensive line from left to right, gets back in the shotgun, coming across the formation, and will hand it. Breaks it outside, cuts wow, it in and out, and there goes Dippold on the high horse down to the 30, 16-yard run. Yeah, and Coleman, I remember him saying the thing that he loves about Dippold is that Dippold knows how to run downhill, even if he's running parallel right there. He knows how to turn up the Jets a little bit, and he he, he got the perimeter that time, and it was good enough for the first down. Well done, John Dippold. He got an injury, and that's Sam Sloan coming off. And he's the backup tight end. That's the only position I mentioned the injury was, too. And we'll see uh, what Sam. And now we have Davis Sane coming in, all six foot five of them. Yeah, Sam Sloan. It looks like he's just stretching a little bit. Hopefully, he's just cramping. He's the sophomore. And they wanted to work him in at tight end tonight because Tanner Shake, the starter, went down. On Wednesday, Sam Sloan caught a couple touchdowns in the JV game, which is a good sign. I wish he would have caught a ball or two tonight. His big, uh, his big brother, John Sloan, is the starting nose tackle. and Just a great family, the Sloan family. They do a lot for the program, so it would have been cool to see uh, Sam Sloan get some run tonight. And nice pursuit on Brandon King as he tries to get some yardage, maybe across the 30, got a yard for Brandon King. Brandon King, we haven't talked about him too much last uh, this year compared to last year. I, I was calling him my baby Wes Welker last year. They used him, uh, you know, so many times. And I don't know if it's just because Destin Wade has made so many big plays this year that King really hasn't really found his spot on offense. But um, I would have thought of going into this year that he would have been a bigger key factor on offense, and we just haven't seen him that much, so it was good to see him carry there. I stand corrected on Davis saying the tight end now. He stood next to Destin Wade, and he's about two and a half inches taller than him. He's huge. I mean, big skinny kid. I mean, definitely a basketball player, and uh, <laughs> he's running at the third string tight end. Look at Here he goes. Hollis, he's Hollis. thrown out of bounds past the 20, and that's a 11-yard run for Mr. Hollis. That was the uh, Tennessee Titan announcer coming in, out of me. I said, look at the rookie, uh, Dominic Hollis, the sophomore. So fun to watch. He's quick. He's shifty. I mean, I could call him I could call him a rookie, right? Basketball player, too. Is he really a basketball yes. player? Oh, yeah, he's a basketball player. Oh, snap. We got a little Allen Iverson in him, too. I like that. I like that, man. Shifty. Darren Sproles on the football field. Allen Iverson on the basketball field. Love me some Dominic Hollis. Well, that's 49-13 all summit. Fourth quarter coming up on 101.7. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L-Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in, everyone. 12 minutes left in the game. We're here at Summit. 
Four more home games in a row for the Spartans. A wicked season. Three on the road, five at home, and then two to end the season. 49-13 is the score. It's all Summit over Blackman. Matt Rogers. I was just going to say, it's it's actually fun to watch these young kids on the Spartan sideline. A lot of these sophomores that don't get a lot of run, they're dancing on the sidelines. They're doing it to the, to the – and, and the coaches are in it too. And, and for me, it's like you get these small little keys in life and these little windows to do that. So it, it's good to see these young kids have so much fun. But uh, just know that next year when the Wade bros leave, you're going to have to step up. Wade's going to throw it off the back foot to the pile, back pylon off the right side. It's incomplete for Brady Pierce. That was the first – and 10 on the 19. Yeah, and he was, uh, when Wade threw it, he was met by uh, Kayvon Henderson. That's the senior defensive lineman. Gave him a little pop as he released, and that's always something you want to watch for. You know, you don't you, you don't want your quarterback, uh, Destin Wade, touched, especially this late in the game. 11.43, and the clock is running. It is, yeah, 36 points. I mean, it would be a running clock. So, on the incomplete pass... We still got a running clock. This is starting to feel a lot like last year. How many games did you and I call together where it was a running clock in the fourth quarter? It's crazy because we're up to 6A now. Basketball, 35 points, running clock as well. But if it goes under that, it gets stops. Yeah, that's the difference. You know, if it goes back under, but it doesn't always run after it's 35. It does. It stays, it stays at 35. Yep. So it's different. In football, if you get under it, it stops. Basketball, once it hits 35, it's it's not even, oh yeah. I mean, you get down to 25. Run play on the for two yards for Summit. Third and eight on the 17. And you do basketball too, man. When, I do. When, when do you ever sleep? You got high school basketball, high school football. You and know. then Sunday we pick up another job. <laughs> yes, we do. You and I work in the uh, Titans booth together. That's exciting, baby. Yeah, in, in case anyone doesn't, doesn't know this, we got a timeout. I'm going to tell you, the audience here with 1040 left, uh, third and eight for Summit. I believe Summit called a timeout. The guy you listen to, the color commentator, is now also included with the Titans. And he will be the entertainment for you guys if you're Titans fans or Maybe your opponent comes to uh, Nissan Stadium, but you will hear Matt Rogers live over the loudspeaker. So it's not going to be a radio uh, gig for him or for me. And he's kind enough to bring me on to, uh, I guess, tell him who's, who made the plays. And it's going to be real fun. But it's, it's, his, it's his deal. So once again, everybody at Summit, you know, on 101.7, congratulations. Thanks, brother. But, you, yeah. I mean, look, at you know this, not to yeah. patronize you, but I, I've been doing, you know, commentating at the high school level for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in California, that you know, some of them are really good. I've never been with somebody that sees the field and is as efficient as you. So having you in that, that booth with me gives me so much confidence that uh, I can't wait for Sundays. There's going to be a lot of energy there with the Titans. Just So if you go, just remember, you'll hear him. Here's the sweep to the outside. And King. There's there baby Westwell. He's in for 17 yards. Brandon King is back. We summoned him from the high school football gods, and we put it out in the atmosphere, and he is back on that fly sweep. Wade hands off to Brandon King, untouched, turns the Jets on, and Brandon King, baby Wes Welker, is back. 
I got something for you. Ooh, you're serious. What's going on? They're running. Uh, I think it's a bad snap, so it's no good there. Brady Pierce almost got it in for the two-point conversion. We'll take the quick commercial break, and we'll come back. It's 55-13, Summit Leads. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Bodright believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. Welcome back in. The running clock here as we get going to get close to concluding the game. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers on the call. Another like squib burner kick, and they brought back in Travis uh, Arrington for that. Uh, Matt, if I told you uh, Summit scores 55, that's the number Summit's on. Blackman only 13. That's I, I, I know we talked about this in the third quarter. It's still got to be a, a jolt to a lot of people here in Middle Tennessee. I, I would I would think that somehow Blackman turned the ball over a ton of times, but they didn't. I mean, this has just been pure dominance on both sides of the ball by the Summit Spartans. And keep in mind, like you talked about, Epley, Blackman has a rich history of being a football powerhouse, and they're currently the number 11 team in the state. And, you know, their, their head coach, um, their head coach, Tigard, H.C. Tigard, I mean, he's a great coach. He's very aggressive, and I just, I would have never thought that uh, they would be up by 42. I, I thought they would win, but a blowout was not on my radar. No, and a big run, and and now Blackman's chewing off a lot of uh, of yardage. As you got, uh, as Pleasant still in for night, I believe he got close to. I'm trying to say 18 yards, and he comes up from the 49 all the way down. Where's the ball going to be spotted? As the officials are huddling up, but I can tell you this: all the players are out. Most of the starters on uh, for Summit. So we have Luke McNeely in, Austin Gruder's in, you have Sam Salone back in. This is like NASCAR. Britton uh, Rowe in for them. Uh, Cooper Hall is in. So if you're hearing your name, they do have Brady Hendricks still out there as well and Jacob Turner. So some of the linebackers are still in. Is that play David Sane on defense? Uh, we got Kalen 
Holland, the junior out there, and another run for Pleasant. Yeah, I mean, I, I would just put all my, my sophomores and juniors in, all my backup and third stringers, obviously to keep the guys healthy, healthy, but I would pull my young guys aside and I'd incentivize them somehow. You know, we see now some of these teams, they'll they'll have the big chain you wear around your neck if you make a big play or the WWE championship belt, but I, I would do something to incentivize my young guys to make a big play against one of the best team in the States. You know what I mean? Like Blackman's coming to the house. This would be a good opportunity, a good coaching point, and a good incentive for these young guys to get in there and make a play because with the exception of two or three guys, I mean, you are looking at fresh, dry jerseys on the field of the Summit Spartans with very clean helmets. You got about three starters. Noah Feltzen, no one on the line. Davis Saints coming in playing the left. Colton Worth is playing out there as well. So the the second string has been deployed here at uh, Summit. And it's 50, if you're tuning in, it's 55 13. So even another touchdown, it's a running clock. This will probably be, unless he onside kicks, uh, (laughs) down 36. I mean, if you get, maybe. But the starters are still out for Blackman, so it could get a little questionable. Another completion. Nice play, and he throws to the start, starting tight end, Ben Marshall. Really, the only big turnovers when Marshall fumbled the punt and recovered for Summit Yeah, for I the mean, touchdown. I mean, why, why wouldn't you? I, I think the goal here for, for Tigard and the Blackman Blaze is to uh, obviously stay healthy, but more so like, hey, let's not let these Summit Spartans get the ball back. Like, let's score onside, score like – I don't want a blue jersey to touch the ball again on offense. I mean, it's something to shoot for, right? And we have a sack by Braden Burbank, who just got in. They ruled it a loss of once. That would be a sack for the man who just walked in the game. Big 41, (laughs) Braden Burbank on the sack. God bless you, youngster. They're still running that 3-2 defense, and that's great because he's getting double teamed and he still found a way. That's what I'm talking about. Give the kid a WWE belt or a gold chain or something, right? Flips the screen on the third and six, completed for Blackman, and they roll around, and it is Justin Brown headed down to the 20-yard line. So he, Justin Brown is a phenomenal player. He gets the first down for Blackman, 6-15 left in the game. Yeah, Blackman still has their starters in there. They got uh, number one, Jalen Pleasant. And again, I'm going to say it again, I can't believe we have not said the word or the name Justin Brown this more this game especially in the second half brown's their best receiver doesn't drop anything and man they've only thrown to him three times and it was in the first half they haven't thrown to him at all in the second half and riser runs for five yards the clocks he goes out of bounds but it's still going to run so we're going to end this pretty this game's going to end pretty quickly uh hopefully get a couple commercials in too we'll come back with the uh, final thoughts as we move on down the road but now Thomas will throw wide open across the middle and a touchdown from 14 yards, and it's the tight end, Ben Marshall. Yeah, and that was the uh, tight end who, who's had a really good game tonight, Marshall. He's been their uh, leading receiver in terms of reception and yards, and obviously uh, that touchdown right there. But, again, to just go back and really kind of pick this apart for the Blackman Blaze, it seems like they have had more success when they just run straight, normal, pass or run plays opposed to this trickery stuff where they've made a ton of mistakes and turned the ball over. And we have Evan Russell. The extra point is good. We'll take a commercial break. We'll be back shortly. It's 55-20. 
35-point lead for Summit. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen, meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. t Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back in. 529 left in the game, 55-20. So this is ball, and it's probably going to be an onside kick. It looks like they're lined up. So down 35, and yes, it is an onside kick, and it's recovered by Summit at the 46. So this drive may do it. As Summit will be victorious, four Ooh. and zero, and now we have another, yeah, a late flag on the play. I want. I mean, the the only Spartan I saw walking away was number nine, Austin Gruders. He's one of the only seniors still on the field. I, I hope it's not on him. Uh, we, we're going to see the backup to Destin Wade. Yeah, I think it should be Austin Harvey, right? I would think so. It'll be interesting to see this. Either unsportsmanlike or personal foul. It's probably going to be another unsportsmanlike on, on, on one of them because I didn't see anything physical happen. But like you said in the beginning, I know, you know, when you're down by 35 with this late in the fourth quarter, you know, you, you do on onside. But in total, Epley, you called it. We saw three onside kicks so far tonight in this game by Blackman. And just when you say that at a press conference, I, <laughs> it's a dead giveaway. So you have a couple of players. Looks like they're going to be checking in. Thad Hill, a senior lineman. And this is going to get, go against Summit. It's a, it looks like a personal, uh, was it an unsportsmanlike or a personal foul? I don't know. I feel like they're backing up Blackman, no? Well, he, oh, their no, official right. went towards Summit. So yeah, you're right. Uh, we're going to have 68-62 in. So 68, Elijah Cook in. Austin Sherman in as well. We mentioned Thad Hill's going to play. David Sain's going to play tight end. Left tackle going to be Dijon Parker. Trying to get everybody in. and Number eight, uh, Luke McNeely in on offense. Run the slot. Offsetting person. <laughs> well, no, they they're stepping it off to where it would be. Wow, fifteen yard penalty against Blackman. I don't I don't know what's just happened. I was I was gonna say if, if assuming that was not against Summit, I don't think Summit committed a penalty tonight. Maybe a false start. Maybe. 
But if they did commit a penalty, it was only one. But, I again, I don't think the Spartans committed a penalty tonight. I'm going to try to look for that stat. And that's great if they didn't. Jack Hill is playing the wing back. It is Austin Harvey at quarterback with 248. And they'll hand it off to the 39-yard line. The ball starts on the 43. And Josh Jenkins will get the carry for Summit. There you go. Josh Jenkins. It reminds me of, uh, this reminds me of the, the first Titan games I called in the spring practice in the preseason one that you and I called against the Bears where we really had to dig deep into the roster to find out who the player was because, uh, like we said, you know, these are all dry jerseys for Summit with really shiny white helmets. I mean, this is the first action they've seen all night, which it should be. I mean, this is the backups. And 45 splits out Matthew Light. I believe I got everybody. If I didn't, I apologize. And Jenkins. No. uh, Yep, I believe that's. So Jenkins goes to the 36-yard line. So Jenkins in two plays chewed up six yards. Davis Sane, 35, that, that that big junior. Getting into some John action with uh, one of the Blackman players. It's it's uh, it's it's fun to watch these young guys do this. And I gotta love my wife. My wife just texted me. My wife Terry just texted me and said Summit did have a false start. So not mm. only does she listen Stand to us, Emily, corrected because she loves us, but uh, Terry Bear's back at home checking me, saying, "Hey, guy, Summit did have a penalty. It was a false start." So I love you, babe. Thank you. So Austin Harvey going to try to hit the outside. Whoa. Whoa. He needed the 32. I believe he got it. They're going to say he got to the 31, and that's going to be a first down run for Harvey. There you go. Austin Harvey with uh, a first down in this game, and uh, he, he looks good. He's, he's ready to go, man. Austin Harvey, you know, got at some action last year as a sophomore, and he's going to be really good for Spartans in the future. I'll say this. The student section, the home crowd is amazing. Barry Workman said that even when he came over here. He goes, I've never been to this stadium. This is amazing. Yeah, if you guys were here, you could see the, the, the track, which is right next to the football field, has about 200 or so people on it, and the stands are full. This is just this is awesome. Again, you know I came from the West Coast, and in California, needless to say, it was never really like this. Even even in the big, we called it the CIF games. You know, over here we called the big state games. In those big games, we just never really saw crowds like this. And it's only game three, and it's a packed house. You hear the cowbells, the horns, the music of game four. It's just awesome. So happy to be here, and just another great night for the Summit Spartans. And you hear the train roaring, and that means this ball game is history. 55 to 20. A running clock. Can you believe it? We're going to get our thoughts together and talk about what went right for the Summit Spartans tonight. And also, we're going to tease the next game. As it says, Summit stays undefeated, goes to 4-0. We'll be back after the commercial break. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is J.P. Plant with TriStar Sports Radio. As I travel around southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quick Mart convenience store nearby. Whether it's filling up with a cup of joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixes. Yep, Quick Mart convenience stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. Quick Mart convenience stores proudly serving Shell gasoline. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. AMC Roofing. Leaking roof? Missing shingles? AMC Roofing has you covered. Locally owned and operated. We specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance. We are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems. And we also handle siding repairs. AMC Roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed guaranteed. There is no job too small. But when you're ready, we also provide full roof replacements. Call or text today for a free estimate. AMC Roofing, your local roof repair specialist. Call Andrew Costa today, 931-626-0492. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. Final score, 55-20. Summit stays undefeated. So Centennial comes in next week, a regional opponent. Mr. Krosky went to college with the head head coach of Centennial. Oh, yeah. Good luck. That's all I can tell you. Uh, this is going to send shockwaves all the way through. Is the Let's call it the cheese wagon. When the cheese wagon leaves Summit, it goes back to western Rutherford County. And then Centennial goes, what just happened here? we got to go down south and play the Summit Spartans. I'll tell you this. I always said the most important drive is the first drive of the second half. It ended with Dustin, or should I say, Keaton Wade sack. Summit gets the ball back, goes down and score. Summit uh, scores on the next possession. Only three possessions. Probably would have scored on that one, just didn't have enough time. So Summit did what they needed to do. Uh, Brady Pierce ran in a touchdown from three yards. King ran in one from 17 yards. But it was the Dustin Wade show in the first half, and everybody chips in. Before I get to the stats, I want to ask you this. How much does confidence right now, what Summit's building to take it to the next one? Henry County, semifinal game last year, 5A, we go to Paris, two and a, over two-hour drive. It's kind of a dogfight, probably the closest one. Beach probably was, but that was the second toughest opponent for Summit. They get throttled. Spring Hill says, you know, the COVID game, we get canceled. Brentwood 
can't find Keaton Wade. He causes all the turnovers. Gaze a little bit closer than it should. Come away with the win. Brentwood was the runner-up last year in 6A. You then come out to Blackman as they're building the program, and everybody thought mm, this could be high-flying. Someone says, you know what? We're, st- we're still here. 35-point win. So, what, did, Matt, you've been on the football team, been in the huddles at the collegiate level, I mean high school level for sure, but what is this confidence doing now to a team that had to move up to 6A football? It, it, it's, it's everything for the Summit Spartans. Confidence is at an all-time high, but more important – they're impacting a city. They're impacting their school. I'm, I'm just in amazement and happiness. And, and my kids don't even go to this school. But I'm looking down at just the, the best times of these people's lives. Right? You know what I mean? Like, I got, I got a kid in middle school, a kid in high school. And as a parent, as uh, if you're a teacher here, a coach, what I'm looking at right now is, is what you dream of. A state title, you're coming off of that and just... Things couldn't be any better for the Summit Spartan school, athletic program, the city. Confidence is at an all-time high. And, you know, if I'm a parent in the area and I'm on the borderline of what school to go to and I'm looking at this, like, why would you not want to be a Summit Spartan? You know what I mean? It's, it's a very exciting and a happy time to be from here. So confidence is at an all-time high. And I'll just end with, with this on this subject. I learned so much about Summit last year when games that I thought were going to be close games were blowouts. When you go into the state championship game against Oak Ridge and it was just never even a game. And for me, I'm like, okay, tonight Blackman is, this is the game. This is a big 6A school with with history. This is going to be a dogfight. This is going to be physical. And it wasn't. It was complete domination. Never a game. It was never a game. And, I mean, Summit controlled the line. They controlled the athleticism. They controlled the pace, the poise, everything. It was just all Summit from start to finish. And they, they're, I think they're ranked number four or five in the state. Did you tell me? Number four in the state. When you look at it, Blackman lost by 29 points to the number two team in the state, right? And three. The number three team in they the state. They got Oakland number one. They got Maryville number two. Right. They got Riverdale three, and then it set Summit. Thanks to Justin Lamb sending me the uh, top ten. Yeah, so Blackman lost by, by 29 to Riverdale, number three team in the state. And they come here and they get blown out by Summit. I mean, it, does it show the disparity maybe? Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. uh, 100%. Yep. I, I'm so excited to see, you know, say your prayers that these boys stay healthy because – <laughs> this is going to be such a fun run this year for these guys. And, again, a tribute to the offensive line is just clicking on all cylinders. The defense looks phenomenal. Taylor's got to be in heaven. And on top of that, you got two of the best players in the state in the Wade brothers. It's just it's I'll so just fun. throw you a little teaser. In the 6A bracket, Summit goes west to Memphis teams. Oakland, Maryville, Riverdale are all on the other side. I'm just saying. Now, Whitehaven's down there. I saw them. Whitehaven is a team out of Memphis with a lot of talent. You mean Knoxville? Whitehaven's Memphis. Okay, Whitehaven's Memphis. But we're, okay, I got it. Yeah, Maryville's, Maryville's Knoxville right. area. You know, but that's the easy, one side. And then if, if Summit can do it, I know we're getting way ahead. I'm just saying that's right. where they would be. 
playing Oakland, playing one of these other teams. But we'll see when we get there. Matt, give us the stats for tonight. All right, stats. Oh, this is going to be fun. Because, you know, like Epley said, uh, Tigard, he wanted to run 80 plays. And the reason he couldn't run 80 plays is because he was pretty much on a running clock in the second half. Blackman ran 58 plays to Summit's 40. Yards per play, Blackman had 5.2 to Summit's 12.8 yards per play. Summit had 114 passing yards on only three completions, one of those being a touchdown. Passing for Blackman Blaze was 196 yards on 25 attempts. Rushing, here's where it gets fun. And it's kind of like a broken record because I feel like we say this every week with the Summit Spartans. Blackman had 108 rushing yards, 100, and one of those yards was Jalen Pleasant, which I think should have gotten the ball even a bit more, but they had to pass. He ran for 19 attempts, 101 yards, and two touchdowns. And Summit, total offense had 511 yards, 397 of those yards were on the ground. And it was good, like like you said, Epley, it was good to see a lot of these other kids get some run in the second half because here's, here's the interesting thing. Destin Wade's stats at halftime are the same stats he has at the end of the game. And even though he was in, Coleman kept the ball out of his hands, which I think is the right call. It's smart because Destin Wade didn't need to carry the ball anymore. He doesn't need any more stats. He's already committed to the University of Kentucky. Congratulations, Wildcats. But he was 3-for-5 in the air with 114 yards and a touchdown. And on the ground, same thing I said at halftime, 11 carries, 260 yards, four touchdowns. Got to give props to Brandon King. Got in there, five carries, 57 yards and a touchy. And then, of course, Brady Pierce had the touchdown on two carries. John Dippold, good to see him back at running back. Three carries for 31 yards. And I love the youngster, the rookie, as I would say, Dominic Hollis. He had four carries for 24 yards. Austin Gruder had 11 yards. But the interesting thing, again, this stat, Epley, in 10 quarters, Destin Wade has 667 yards on the ground for 11 touchdowns. I've never seen anything like it. I've never heard anything like it. Destin Wade is an ap- the absolute best high school football player I've ever seen. And I'll tell you this. I'm going to do a Matt Rogers. I'm going to do a Justin Lamb. I'll tell you what Justin Lamb just came and told me. He goes, did you see where they single blocked Keaton Wade and he bull rushed that guy? I said, we caught it. We saw every, every bit. That was his standout play tonight, and it was phenomenal. Now I'm going to do a Matt Rogers for everybody. Oh, what does that mean? This means I'm going to tease it. Like, oh, so you said Destin and Keaton are going to Kentucky. Yeah. No letter has been signed just yet. I'm oh, just whoa. You can't sign it, can you? Until DC. No. So oh, that would be crazy. That'd be I like just, a magic. See, I need this to get you. Day. I need this to get you going. What does because, this mean? Because <laughs> it's easy to go decommit verbally. We'll do the other one. Until the letter's signed with a scholarship. I mean, you... Wow. I, I, I'm just saying. You, <laughs> You're just stating facts. That's You're just it. No, stating facts. It is. But that, right, they are uh, both committed to uh, Kentucky. Matt, moving forward, um, <clears throat> all kidding aside, Centennial comes in, which that's a region game. you got to take it seriously. No matter coming off a big win versus Blackman, big win, Henry, Henry County, Brentwood. Brentwood's really the only game, I hate to say this if you're listening, 
that matters so far. Yeah. It's great to build confidence, but Centennial's in this region. So how, to not keep the foot off the gas, what would you tell your team if you're Coach Coleman moving forward as a regional opponent will come in to Summit next Friday night? It's a great question, and it's probably the favorite question you asked me tonight because here's why. When, mm-hmm. when, we, when we were making our Rose Bowl one uh, run at the University of Washington, mm-hmm. the worst team at the time was the Stanford Cardinals. Uh, we were 7-1, and one, and I think they were 0-8 or something like that. Our coaches that week were more angry, more adamant, more aggressive with us, and it got it, it took us to a place like, why are the coaches so mad? And, and, and my, my thought is, is Centennial kind of has nothing to lose. I know it's early in the season, but they already got blown out by Indy. They kind of have nothing to lose. Summit has everything to lose. So it doesn't matter who you play. I'm turning it up two degrees every single week until we get in the playoffs. I don't ever want anybody, especially my young guys, to take anything for granted because it is football. Anything can happen, which, by the way, that Stanford game, we found ourselves down by three points with one minute left to go in the game, and Marcus Tuiasasopo threw a Hail Mary to the freshman at the time, Justin Robbins, and we ended up winning the game. But the point is you can never take anything for granted. So if I'm Coleman and I'm these coaches at Summit, I'm turning the heat up. I'm definitely not taking a week off. You guys didn't even play during the social media. Oh, so now right. these people, these kids go, "Oh, you're playing, you're playing the sentence." You know, yep. now they see this a little bit more. I'm not saying that you guys didn't hear it, but it wasn't as many media outlets you could get, you could see what's going on as we do now in this current day and time. Yeah, because what you want to do is, is high school is still very much a mental game from other opponents, and if you let so I'll not say that. If you let uh, Centennial have a close mm-hmm. game and you have to put Keaton and Destin in the fourth quarter, in a lot of ways that's a loss because it's, it's going to open a Pandora's box to other teams that watch you on that's film. That's a great point. On, on why Centennial was able to do that. And then if I'm a coach of another team, be like, well, if Centennial can do that and keep it close, we can freaking beat them. Because the only thing, if you're, if you're coaching against the Summit Spartans, you have to give your kids hope that they can win. Because if they believe they can win, they'll run through a freaking wall for you as a coach. And if, again, if Centennial can keep the game close, it's going to open a Pandora's box to other schools, and that's something Summit doesn't want to happen. So you're basically saying the blueprint to how to do it. Yep. There you go. No, that's a great point. So big win for Summit uh, tonight as uh, victorious over Blackman. Summit will move to four and zero on the season. Blackman at two and two, but once again, um, it, this is a non-regional game for them. Uh, but it was a big matchup. I know a lot of people listen. Matt, as always, I appreciate it. Appreciate you, brother. And one more thing, I'll say mm-hmm. that you know, for you '80s babies like I am, remember the dominance of Mike Tyson when he was unbeatable. He took his guard down against a guy named Buster Douglas, and he shocked the world. After that, Tyson was never the same. He became beatable. Right now, Summit looks unbeatable. Don't expose yourself. Don't let your guard down. Don't let teams think they can beat you, especially Centennial. In Tokyo, it was, I believe, in 1990 or 1991. Uh, a lot of people watched that on pay-per-view. 
and that was one of the biggest upsets ever in sports. Oh, yeah. James Buster Douglas, I think, lost, lost the next match and yep. never regained anything, but I believe one of his parents passed away, and he said all that he focused in on was beating Mike Tyson. If you watch the 30 for 30 on it, and Mike was just being Mike, and like you said, you put your guard down, somebody might give you the left hook that Mike gave everybody else. So for Matt Rogers Mike Epler, we're going to sign off here. We appreciate you listening to 101.7. We'll be live at 6.50 with pregame coverage. The, the kick will be at 7. It will be Centennial Summit. See you next week.